Yeah, here we go for the hundredth time. Hand grenade pins in every line. Throw them up and let something shine. Going out of my fucking mind. Truth is, you can stop and stare. Run myself out and no one cares. Dug a trench out. Lay down there with a shovel. So welcome to this week's episode of the Triple Threat NBA podcast. I'm joined with my co-host, one Joey Cantlin. And in true Triple Threat fashion, as it seems, there is an absentee. Thanks for being here, Dad. Oh, wait. <laughs> You're not here. When three become two. That's it. That's it. So um, last week it was Dave and I. Yeah, <laughs> and well, I dogged the boys last week. Now it's Dave's time. What, 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 what did you dog the boys with? Work. Yeah, you had shows to prep for the next day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, we sprung. We need to spring that one on you. Yeah, that's and okay. then um, yeah, and then Dave's got some like weird family excuse or something. Really, really, really poor, low hanging fruit excuse there, mate. But anyway, no, I, I hope your mum's all good. <laughs> oh, good man. Tell her we said hey. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna kick off. Joe, you got the agenda there? I do. So we're gonna quickly touch on. Touch on the Atlanta Hawks offseason. Um, only because Atlanta are one of the few teams that actually have cap space. So they might actually be able to do something. Um, so they, they do have a they do have a fair bit of money, but and they don't have act they by the looks of things, they actually don't have any players on player options. So they can quite easily just choose not to bring back Jeff Teague, uh, not to bring back- I would not be bringing back Jeff Teague. Do not write. Benbury, Vince Carter, he, he's retired now. Um, Scalabissier, Damian Jones, Trevon Graham, they're all off contract. Chandler yeah. Parsons, um, Nene, Derek Walton, Jalen Adams. That's all right, but they've already got- They've well, now got Nene's, Capella. Nene's finished. Like he's he, Capella. He, 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 the poor man's Capella. He's not even that good. Yeah, no, anymore. but he's a poor man's anymore. Capella. Anymore, yeah. One thing I'll say about Jeff Teague is an unnecessary contract to have in the NBA when- Well, at 19 million, yes. Even at 10. Like when when your starting point guard, Jeff Teague, is the starting point guard and Derek Rose is scoring 50 to help you win the game, your starting point guard is overrated. Yeah, I think Jeff Teague might be a, a suitable option for a team that needs a backup point guard, but- I think that's about it. I think what, Jeff, what, what's Jeff, his what's his story with college? Are you able to bring that up? Because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Jeff Teague sort of like raps. All the raps on Jeff Teague came from his college. Well, Jeff Jeff Teague was was a he was a relatively good player in, in his prime. Like he was he was averaging upwards of sixteen to seventeen points a game and close to seven assists most years. Like he even had some seasons where he was averaging eight assists. Um, so in his prime, he was actually a really good player, and he. he he was an all-star in the 2014-15 season um, with Atlanta, but obviously he, obviously as he as he got a bit older, he just kind of fell off a bit. Yeah, from from I could be completely wrong, but from memory, he he had like really big raps on him coming out of college. I think his college team went pretty far, but I think again, I could be so wrong with this, but from what I remember, he played with someone. There was like another key player in that college team. And so it really helped his brand coming into the draft and coming into the NBA. But for me, I've always been like, oh, I don't really rate that guy. Like, like you can get stats, like you're gonna have all right. If you're a point guard, you're gonna have pretty good, you're gonna have pretty good assist stats when you play with Cat. Or when you play with, like if it's like 2014 Atlanta, we're talking- um, Al Horford. Al Horford. Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap. <laughs> 
you, like as a point guard, you're going to have pretty decent assist numbers to those guys. So, um, you know, that's all right. 16 points is okay. He's seen, like, I put him on the same level as like Bledsoe. I would say Bledsoe is like a better defender. Yeah, I think Bledsoe is still, he's still a starting caliber point guard, at least because of his defensive attributes. I feel like Jeff Teague would be a fantastic backup point guard for a team that lacks that, that ball handling aspect. So maybe, maybe he finds a role with a team like the Clippers or the Lakers who really need that, I guess, that second unit ball handler on the floor general. Um, obviously, when, you, when you're talking about the Lakers, it's going to depend on what they decide to do with Rajon Rondo. Yeah, um, sure. Or decide what he wants to do. I, I think they'll, they'll work really hard to try and keep him. But other teams may throw money at him, and he may be more inclined to take that. I mean, he is he is in the back end of his career, and you know you you wouldn't blame a guy for wanting to get the bag <clears throat> later in his career. But that's um, it. And like, look, Rondo's a journeyman. Like, I don't think he has. <laughs> he's a journeyman. Um, I don't think he has like any really like strong allegiances with certain teams. Yeah, he's considering kind he kind of like, just goes to the beat of his own drum. He doesn't care what anyone else thinks. Yeah, yeah. Considering he was like wearing LeBron the bitch shirts when he was playing for the Celtics. That's and a long then, time ago. Yeah, and then kissing up to him in the end. Oh, like, you know, like they're giving him the respect and then playing for the Lakers and winning a shit with the Lakers. Pretty crazy. But it goes to show you the nature of the um, market. So the Hawks. Do they? Do you think they bring Jeff Teague back? I, I mean, I wouldn't. I think I think if the price is right, I think you bring him back. Not not at nineteen million. No, that's, I would, I would, that's not the right price. No, hell if no. If the price is right, I think you can five million, five what, to six. I think I think if a team what's well, what's Dean Rose's is, current contract like five million, six million? Like I'd have to have a look. Um, I don't think Jeff Teague's worth nineteen million. I think he was once upon a time in his prime. Obviously, he's a bit past his prime. He's thirty-two. I think he might be worth you know five, six, maybe seven million. He'd be a good addition to a team that needs that secondary ball handler. D Rose, seven million. Yeah, so he's probably on that level. Yeah. I would say. Um, Derek Rose has obviously got got the potential be, to be a starter. I think on a good team, maybe not. He he'd work really well as a six man and be that backup point guard, probably a better option than Jeff Teague. Maybe not as good defensively, but <clears throat> I think I think Jeff Teague would be a good addition to a good team. He obviously isn't much of a needle mover. No. Um but I think I think there's still a job for him out there. I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta bring him back. Obviously, at a at a much lower price. Yeah, see, see, there's not a lot of teams with much cap space. Um, I, I I like your point with Atlanta with Rondo. Like, if I'm Atlanta and I've got Trey Young, who do I want as my if I, like a backup veteran? Do I want Jeff Teague or Rondo? I would want Rondo. I I would take Rondo just because of his basketball IQ. Yeah, that's that IQ. Had. And and the types of teams. He on like Jeff Teague hasn't exactly played on a championship level team. Obviously, Rondo has won a couple of rings now, one with the Celtics, and he he's been he's been around the block a fair bit. Um, obviously, he's been he's who who else has been? He's been with the Celtics. Sacramento. He's been with the Bulls. He's been Dallas. with the Kings. He had a stint in Dallas, and now he's with the Lakers. Yeah, so he's been on what's that five years? He's a journeyman. I think long well, two or three of them wasn't really by choice. He he fought to Dallas and then kicked out just as fast as he got there. Um, oh, and he's been to New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. He had a stint with AD and Boogie. Um, Did well there as well. That's where, like, the myth of playoff Rondo really started to come into its own. In Chicago, it did. Yeah. He got hurt. I think if he had a stayed healthy in Chicago, there is there is a lot of reason to believe that Chicago could have made a pretty deep playoff run. But 
that's neither here or there. Um, I think if you're Atlanta, you probably want to bring Jeff Teague back, obviously at a much lower price. He's not worth $19 million now. He was, he isn't now. Um, but Atlanta are in a position where they can bring him back. Um, so that's my take on it. Um, I feel like if I'm Atlanta, I go for Rondo because I know that they're like one trade away from being a playoff team because the East is so weak and they've got Capella. They've got Trey Young. John Collins. John Collins. Herder, Cam Reddish. Like they've, they've got, got these young guys. Like, who, like they're, they're one piece away, like a, a more experienced, like they don't have to be a veteran, but just like a more like experienced Someone who can, who can be that locker room guy and you know, give the yeah. game. Because they're a young team. I mean, their, best, they had player, someone their like, best player is 22 years old. If they, if they had someone in their prime, who was like all star level, maybe not all star, <laughs> but like fringe of all star. Maybe they've made an all NBA third team or something like that, like once in the last two, three years. If they can get someone like that, I reckon they're making the playoffs. And then that's like this may not be their year this year, but it's the perfect springboard for them to be having a red hot crack in two and three seasons' time. I actually had a trade idea for Atlanta. I wrote it down. Um, you got it. it somewhere. No, I read it somewhere. Was yeah. this one? This is this one of the ones that LJ left us hanging on. Yes. Yes. Thanks, I, LJ. I, 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 yeah. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I've written a lot of trades down. We'll go through them later when I have them in my hands. But I do remember this one because I thought it, an okay trade. I think for Atlanta, maybe maybe both teams agree to it. Maybe both teams disagree to it. Um, is Kevin Herter for Derek White? Yeah. Spurs. yeah. I think Kevin Herter is obviously a little bit better offensively. He's a better shooter. Derek White's not a bad shooter, but he is much better defensively. And Atlanta, his defense is gaping. Mm. It's very poor. Um, well, at least in the guard position. Um, so I feel like that kind of gives him a bit more beef. I would like to see Atlanta do that trade. Do San Antonio do that trade? I don't know. But just a straight up swap. No picks involved. I think Kevin Herter for Derek White would be a good trade for them. I don't think it's totally unrealistic that San Antonio accepts it. Mm. So, but who knows? I, I look. I don't know if Atlanta will try and do that trade or whether they'll actually try and offload Kevin Herter because he's only twenty-two years old. But I think having someone like Derek White, who's a better defensive presence, yeah, and they don't lose. He's all it has. The thing is, like Atlanta do have quite a good offense when they click. You've got Trey Young who. What do you have? It's like 30 points yeah. game last season. Yeah, like it was something along those lines. And bring in Clint Capella, who's who's a really good pick and roll big. And he's fantastic at catching balls. Trey Young, we know what he can do with the basketball. I think Trey Young and Clint Capella are going to be a duo that we might have to keep an eye on. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I so think- so do they bring Jeff Teague back on? Say, let's all right, you're you're the GM of Atlanta. I think they do. I think it's like a like it's a reluctance. Oh, you know, but like the the, the the market and the environment in the NBA, it's too hard basket to look elsewhere. So they bring him back, but they bring him back for less money. Um, okay, you're, you're the Atlanta GM. I'm Jeff Teague. Yeah. I'll come, I'll come back for $8 million. No, thank you. What, what, what can I get away with? I would be, if I'm the Atlanta GM, I'm looking to make that move for that second piece, that second, like Trey's your number one piece. He's your um, appreciating asset. And you you want that second piece who's not appreciating their, their, their peaking. 
I get that sewn up first and then I negotiate with Jeff T on the basis of available money. So do you think with... with I don't Atlantis, sign him until I get that piece because yep. that piece gives me bargaining okay. power. So with Atlanta's current roster, what sort of moves would you like to see them make? What sort of free agents? Matt, like they could get like a DeRozan, right? They could. They could. DeRozan. Move a couple of the young DeRozan pieces. DeRozan has, has spoken about... Apparently he will say that he wants out. He yeah. said it's cap. I don't know. I don't think he's happy there. But then again, DeRozan doesn't say much. He's very meh. He like didn't he have the highest field goal percentage? DeRozan for the 2020 season. Yeah, I'm not too sure. From a guard position. I'm yeah, potentially. Sure. I think he had like the highest field goal percentage or true shooting percentage. It was something like that in the last season. And or it wouldn't wouldn't be overall because that would be. But I mean, like from, from a guard, guard position, position, yeah, um, yeah, that's or, that's someone they could go after, or, I'm, I'm or not... someone that had like over like a high volume of shots or something. It was like whatever whatever the criteria qualification was. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he was like the top. I'm I'm not sure DeRozan necessarily fits their system. I feel like DeRozan, he's plays just a guy who, a, who can get a shot whenever he can, but he's more of a grit and grind on offense. Like, you give the ball to him in the mid range, he goes to work. Hit a shot, whereas I feel like Atlanta, they're a faster team. They pace, they space, especially when you've got Trey Young. Mm. Like that opens the floor a hell of a lot, mm. big time. Um, but then when teams are shutting them down, mm. like like I think I, I don't know. Like I could be completely wrong, and mm. obviously it would have to happen in order to make it happen. But I feel like if he went there, it'd be a nice little balancing thing. Like DeRozan's not going to get like he'll be the second option. He sort of is like A1, AB with LaMarcus Aldridge at the moment at the mm. Spurs. Mm. But um, I think, you know, he'd get good looks. The way that teams have to guard Trey Young and Capella and John Collins means that he gets easier looks than what he would have at San Antonio. So if he, if he just accepted to shoot the three... Like, yeah, you're a great fit on Atlanta. You'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um, so that they, they, they do have the room to sign him. If they wanted to sign someone like that, um, when does DeRozan's contract end? He's got one more year. He's got one more year. Yeah. So they, they'd have to make a trade for him. Yeah. I wouldn't be totally against them trading. Like everyone, everyone's like, yeah, Bradley Beal and stuff. Well, like Bradley Beal does not want to go anywhere. Bradley Beal is not said. getting traded. Like I think you'd have to give up the house. It's not and worth the, it. And the kids. Yeah, it's not worth it. So, like Washington is. You know, you know, a one player trade that's not LeBron, AD, mm. Kevin Durant, mm. like Luca. Mm. <laughs> no one's giving up Luca for Bradley no. Beal. No, no. So I think, I think like the Wizards would have to be extremely blown away. They'd have to get players who are good right now. Yeah. They'd have to get a player that's an appreciating asset. Yeah. And they'd also have to get assets in the way of draft. Yeah. And I just don't feel too like, greedy, like enough teams have enough to give up right now that isn't some someone untouchable. Yeah, I don't like. I I look at Beal and I go, he's a really good high usage player for a bad team. Mm-hmm. So he's just like a taller Kemba Walker mm-hmm. when he was at the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, that's a fair comparison. I think he's better, but. I, I know what you mean. He's he's a good he's a great player on a bad team, and you put him great play like you get a lot of these great players on bad teams, and then they go to a good team and they suck. 
or they're just not as good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at someone like Kyle Kuzma, who was averaging close to 20 points a game. Yeah. And then when LeBron James came along, Anthony Davis come along. As soon as AD came, and obviously there's less scoring opportunities. But then when you don't have the ball as much, you feel under more pressure when you get it because you feel like you have to score every play. And then he and then he also goes into a team that's a lot more defensively minded. Mm-hmm. So when you're exerting yourself on defense a lot more, mm-hmm. and then you know, then like how much do you have left for offense? Yeah. Or like how, how um, you know efficient are you? You're not going to be anywhere near as efficient. So yeah, I think Bradley Beal good. He's pretty good catch and shoot. Definitely all-star, you know, caliber. Um, I don't even think he's like, like, I don't think he's like a, that good a two-way player either. I don't think he's that good defensively. No, no offense. He's not terrible, but he's not fantastic. He's not, not like a Jimmy I wouldn't Butler. Call, I wouldn't call him a two-way player. I just no, call him no. a scoring machine. Yeah, um, like, like he's not someone that like you're like, oh, we have whoever our opponent is. He is going to lock them down nine times out of 10 in the postseason or anything like that. So I feel like this arms race for Bradley Beal and like what people are even considering offering to get him, it's just sort of overinflated at the moment. But that's just me personally. Yeah. But back to Atlanta um, to cap it off. I, I'd like to see Atlanta try and sign someone or trade for someone that's a good defensive wing or at least a serviceable yeah, defensive wing. Literally just talking about obviously they, they don't <clears throat> they don't want to um go all in on someone who's not extremely good because just because they have the money. It's not a huge free agent class this season. I wouldn't be opposed to them, you know, putting in a bid for someone like Danilo Gallinari, but I'm I'm just not sure he moves the needle that much on a team like that. I think and like is he that good defensively? He's really good and really efficient exactly offensively. Um, and he's what happens with John Collins? Isn't John Collins a four? Yeah, John Collins is a four, and so then you've, you've got Gallo as a three. five. So you'd have, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I don't think Gallinari would necessarily fit there, um, but he's probably the best free agent on the market right now. But anyway, that's neither here or there. Yeah, he like he is a legit good player. Atlanta, Atlanta need a defensive wing, a defensive minor wing because their defense sucks. They don't have a good, yeah, they need like, they big need that, wing player. They need that defensive anchor. Yeah, like yeah, definitely. So, so yeah. That's enough about Atlanta, I think. That's enough about the Hawks. Let's see what happens. We'll come back to some of these Eastern Conference teams, depending on what happens. Like we said last week's episode, Joey's on the same page. We've got, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of like sign, retain and trades where people aren't going to be exercising, you know, testing the market in their free agency. They're just going to resign, get something safe and then understand that, look, the business of the NBA moving them is going to be really, really real. Uh, and also really cool, is it 20, 22nd of December restart or 17th? Oh, it's, it's talked about. I don't, I don't think it'll start till January. You don't nothing, reckon? I reckon it's happening for sure. No, I don't think so. I think they need to give more notice. I think if they were going to start then, they would already have had to give notice. I reckon it's happening. You know why? Ratings, sponsorships, everything's down because they're competing with the NFL. It is, but again, like you got to – you got to give these players notice and look, you might be right. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, there's more I thought, it, I thought it would like, so it, it isn't legitimately announced. Cause I remember. No, 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 it's not announced. It's, it's, they're in talks about it. I, I, oh, okay. I don't think it will realistically start until the, January. In the, Cause the advertising January. money they generate on Christmas day alone mm-hmm. on the national TV games, mm-hmm. which they do four from memory mm-hmm. four national TV games, the advertising money alone that they generate the NBA Generate is is huge. Yeah. They can't afford to not make that money. 
Yeah, I know, but the problem is it's going to come down to the players. Yeah, and the players, you know what? As soon as their money's in jeopardy, they tend to step up and play. Obviously, you've got a lot of teams that... If you're LeBron James, it's like, oh, you know what? A million dollars for a game doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> if, if you're a team that hasn't played since March, then, yeah, of course, you're going to want to get out there. Yeah, right. There are also a lot of teams who haven't had a lot of rest. Denver Nuggets haven't had much rest. Lakers and the Heat obviously haven't had any rest. The Celtics haven't had enough rest. So I think I don't we, think that Celtics team is wanting any more rest. I think they're hungry to get out there. Hey, that's true. I think they'd be chomping at the bit. So I, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. I totally agree. Mm. However, I think the NBA also runs the risk as if they start their season, then there's going to be a lot of star players who people would pay money to see, or turn on the TV to see, not there. Mm. So that's 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 my thought. Do you think? This is a bit like, you know, look, this is on the topic. Do you think, okay, if it restarts and LeBron's like, oh, I'm not going to do it, um, and he has a month off mm-hmm. and lo- load managers, mm-hmm. um, Kawhi's probably going to load manage. Like, I'd be very surprised if Kawhi... Yeah, Kawhi won't play more than 60 games. <laughs> no chance. Not if it's like a... Se- they're talking about a 72-game season. Yeah. Um, do you reckon KD plays? I reckon KD plays. Yeah, of course. KD will play. So he's he's I- had a year off. <laughs> Do you reckon he Steph, better play? Do you reckon Steph play? Yeah, yeah. These guys haven't played in ages. They're gonna play. So like, it's almost like, but they're not LeBron James. No, LeBron like, James is the face of the NBA, and I think if LeBron's not happy, then yeah, they're I, probably. I gonna, don't know. I think I think Adam Silver's like, like I love you, LeBron. Have your rest. You yeah. burnt it. You burnt hey, it. Hey, look, you might be right. But, you might but be right. Steph and like KD's not as big a draw as Steph. Steph's the second biggest draw in the NBA, and. From memory, I think it was like two years ago. The the youth players, the like Steph has the biggest following in the youth, and anytime the Warriors go and play, the fans arrive to watch the warm up like two three hours beforehand, and it's the stadiums are like twenty five to thirty five percent at capacity mm-hmm. because they're there to just watch Steph's warm up, which like has never been seen in the NBA before with all these like freaky half court shots and shooting volume and dribbling drills and all that kind of stuff that he does. And so he's not LeBron, but like they might bank on if it, imagine if it's like a Stefan KD matchup and then a Giannis and Luca matchup. Mm. That's like, like I would want to watch that. That'd be crazy. Yeah, of course. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I, so I'm like, I would love to see that. I just don't think it'll happen. I just think that's my opinion. I reckon, so I reckon if Bron doesn't want to do it, Bron's going to do what Bron's going to do. But yeah, if these guys are, if these guys are keen to step in, which I think a few of them will be, then the NBA will sort of parlay and go on. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Bucks. Buckies. You want to talk about the Bucks? The you wanted to talk about the Bucks, so let's talk about the Bucks. My immediate take on the Bucks is get rid of Eric Bucks. Exactly. That's my position. The Bucks will never do well while they add that contract. Should have kept Brogdon and not. That will haunt them. I said yeah. the other day, that will haunt them forever. Like, if Giannis goes, it's because they chose well, to they renew. Didn't, if they didn't let Brogdon walk away, then they might have a championship by now. What did they sign Bledsoe for? Let me bring <laughs> you, this up. You're going to get mad. I've got it in front of me. 57 million? 15 million he made this year. Next year he makes 16 million, or almost 17. The year after that, it's 18. And then... 2022 to 23, non-guaranteed, 19.2. Yeah, wow. So that huge contract. That fourth year isn't guaranteed. So he's got something like 53 million left on his deal or something like that. 
He has 54, 54 and a half million guaranteed. That's so crazy. I think that's too much. He's 30 years old. Um, he's obviously not what he used to be, at least offensively. He's a great defender. Like he's he's one of the better perimeter defenders in the league. But I think if Eric Bledsoe is, you know, your starting point guard, I don't know how much success. Like I get it. You can't have a star at every position on yeah. a team. But I feel like there's a lot better options than Eric Bledsoe. Well, I feel like Malcolm Brogdon for really similar money, really similar, is a better option. Well, what what contract did Malcolm Brogdon? He's he's right now on he signed a contract with the Pacers in on July 29 July 6, 2019 for 85 million. Four years. Uh an average of 21 mil. Yeah. It's a four-year contract. So he he he's like so they, they probably could have let Bledsoe go. Yeah. And signed Brogdon instead. Obviously, that would have put him over the salary cap, but they they could have quite easily just not yeah, well, have, you don't you don't need to have not have signed someone like Wesley Matthews or Kyle Corbett. I mean, you could keep one of those guys. Yeah, and you well, still they're, get a bit of, two and a half million. You still each. get a good, like you still get a you know Hall of Fame three point shooter or three and D guy, or you just don't have Robin Lopez. You don't need him when you got Brooke and Giannis, and then you've got your other your your other. We have guys. Marvin Williams now yeah. as well, who who can play stretch four as well. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna run through their current contracts. So you've obviously got Giannis next year. Making 33 million. I'm oh, sorry, 27 million. Middleton max. making 33 million. Bledsoe making 16.8. See, like I rate Chris Middleton, but I think he's overpaid. But I don't think that much. Like, you know, I, I know Dave thinks that contract sucks. It's not a, well, this is a lot worse contracts. Hmm. Um, I'll go through the rest of it. So, George Hill will make. 9.5 next year. He can thank LeBron for getting paid that much. Yeah, but also he's pretty um, legit. Wasn't he the highest three-point field goal percentage? Yeah, but he doesn't do much else. Yeah. Um, he's, he's okay on D and he can hold. Oh, no, yeah, he's serviceable, but he's I don't think he's worth $10 million. Um, Ilya Sova with a non-guaranteed $7 million. See, that's Lopez. a good addition. He's a four, stretch four, and he gets the most charges every year. Uh, Robin Lopez has a player option of five million. He's obviously going to opt in because he won't get that anywhere else. Yeah, Robin Lopez, DJ man. Wilson, four fun. and a half. Bledslow and Lopez. There's your, there, there's your Brogdon. Um, DiVincenzo is three. He's legit. Wesley Matthews has a player option at two point six, and the Narcissus Antetokounmpo at one point seven. What's um Pat Connaughton? He's off contract now. Do you reckon so. they resign him? Yeah, probably. He's I rate gonna, him. He's not going to get much. Um, he's pretty good. He's springy. He's good for rebounds and stuff. But yeah, he's not going to get much. Not down the odd three. Um, Kyle Corbett is finished. Connaughton's finished. Brown's finished. Marvin Williams is finished. Obviously, they they picked him up in a trade from Charlotte, which I thought was a fantastic pickup, by the way. Oh no, they they didn't trade. They um picked him up off the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. I think they'll bring him back. I yeah, think I good. thought he was really good for them he's this year. Sure. He's a veteran presence. Um, so what do the Bucks need to do? What do you think they need to do? Apart from trade Bledsoe, because we've already gone. Yeah, I, I think if the Bucks are serious about keeping Giannis, they need to go get CP3. Yes and no. Because the pro- the problem with CP3 is, and I, this came up with Dave last week to some extent, is he can't play big minutes. Like last season was the first season that he wasn't injured and he didn't have hamstring issues. They had the COVID break. He they had Shea Gilgis Alexander, all that stuff. Like, 
he had like they they had Shea Gilgis and Schroeder, so he didn't need to do the same amount of minutes at all, mm. and he could play less than thirty minutes a game comfortably mm. and still have a really positive impact. So, like it's either that I would be going after CP3, Schroeder, or SGA. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Thunder are going to give up those guys. Um, I'm, I'm, Chris Paul, yeah, they might move Chris Paul, but that's what I mean. I my issue, my issue is maybe you have to give up a little bit too much than what you'd like to get Chris Paul, and then you are the luxury tax. Yeah, but then you're then you're left with that contract. How many years has he got left? Two. Yeah, what? A, and then he's got a player option in that third year. Yeah, but then they don't have to. They don't have to like give him that. It's a non guaranteed player option. Is it non guaranteed? Uh, isn't I it? think. Yeah, player options are guaranteed. So he if they want to stay, if he wants to stay. So I think. Do you reckon he chooses to stay and opt into his player options if they're not say Giannis goes and they're not a championship contending team? Yeah, that that makes him that gives him more reason to. If if Giannis leaves, then Chris Paul is definitely staying because he's want he's going to want to keep getting his money. Yeah, but he wants to get a chip. He's like ring hunting. Yeah, maybe. We don't know that for sure. I reckon if he gets his money this year and next, well, he is guaranteed. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like, I, if he if he's getting paid, he's willing to sacrifice a little bit. Hmm. I just for that don't, shit. If yeah, I, I don't think it's a great idea because you've sure you've got to look at the win now situation, but you also still have to. If you're the Bucks, you've had this season only to keep Giannis. I don't know. Maybe maybe a lot of people are wrong about that. Like it's two hundred fifty-two million lot of money to turn down and he said numerous times he wants to say that now i get it other players have said that same thing yeah but they're not like european european players are different but we can't sit here and say well Giannis is leaving it next off season if they don't win the chip shut up no I, one knows that i don't think it's i don't i don't think if it's i don't think it's not a chip i think if they don't go and get someone like a cp3 he's leaving for sure it's not the chip. It's are they is is the front office doing their best to put him in a position to win? Yeah, I don't I don't know if the Thunder will work. Chris. I reckon they do for sure. Yeah. Sam Presti is like, you know, he's he's on the same level as Danny Ainge. Like I I feel like that that trade is better than anything that Danny Ainge has done. That trade with the Clippers is ridiculous. Oh, it's a fantastic trade, but you've also got to remember as well that that trade involved Kawhi Leonard. Look, one hundred percent. In the grand scheme of things, they also got Kawhi Leonard yeah. because of that trade. But no, I, I, I do think they get, gave up too much. I think yes. it's the best trade. I think it's the like the biggest trade win in the last ten years. Yeah, you might be right. We'd have to go back and look, but yeah, you're probably it, it, right. It'd be that, or it'd be Danny Ainge moving the aging Celtics onto on, onto was it Jersey at the time? The New Jersey Nets onto the New Jersey Nets. Yeah, and so. I reckon they're the two best ones. Um, but, yeah, I feel like they've got to do something. Oh, they have to do something. They, they, I just don't know if Chris Paul's the answer. Yeah. I, I because they're going to, like, to match that salary. Sorry? What do you think the answer is? I that? don't know. Yeah, okay. But I don't think it's Chris Paul because they're going to have to – they might have to move Middleton's contract. Yeah. They might want – they might ask for Chris Middleton. Yeah. I don't think – And you can't give up Chris Middleton. I, no, I know no, no. a lot of people say – Oh, Chris Middleton's overpaid. Yeah, he might be, but he's an all-star. He's an all-star. He's a 50-40-90 guy. He's super efficient. He was very close to 50-40-90, and the reason he missed 50-40-90 was by 0.2%. So, and I mean, people he, can hang shit on Chris Middleton as much as they want. When they, when they picked Middleton's that game up from the Heat, was it the, the Heat they played? Yeah. Yeah, and Chris Middleton balled out. 
Yeah. Any, every time you Giannis has been in foul trouble or has been fouled out or has been injured, Chris Middleton's played really well. Um, Chris Middleton's played well, like, like in, in spite of Giannis yeah, shitting the bed. Middleton's a good player. I, and anyone who doesn't agree with that probably doesn't understand basketball at all. It's easy, it's easy to get caught up in, you know, a team losing in the first round or the second round of the playoffs or whatever and blame it on this guy. Wow, this guy sucks. Oh, you know, he had a bad series. He doesn't suck. He's a good player. You know, good players have bad series. You look at someone like LeBron. He had an absolutely terrible series in 2011. You know, does LeBron suck? No. Exactly. So let's let's all cut Chris Middleton some slack. Yeah. Chris- so I think if they're going to get Chris Paul, they might have to give up too much. Yeah. They might I don't leave think, them in the at same At the expense of Chris Middleton, you can't do that. Yeah, it might. Chris Middleton's better for that team than Chris Paul is. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think if, if they do that trade, they might lose a lot of things that they actually need and they end up in the same position. And Chris Paul is no doubt he's going to move the needle for any team. But if you have to give up the absolute house to get it's that contract, it. it's probably not going to be worth it. And I no. think it's more likely that Giannis does leave if they give up someone like Chris Middleton. Oh, yeah. Because once you get Chris Paul and you have that contract... Not going to be able to do a lot. No, if they do that, 100% they're gone. But if they do nothing, they're screwed as well. This just came to me then to do with the uh, Atlanta subject. But Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. that could be that sort of like peaky yeah. wing defender guy yeah. that they need. Yeah. That they'd have, to, they'd have to trade for him because I think he has one year left. Yeah, I think he does as well. I'm not, I'm not sure they have anything they could give the Pelicans for him. The Pels want youth and they got youth. They do, but do, do, do you really want to give up Reddish, Hunter, and or Herder? That's that's their young core. So I, I don't you'll know. Need, you'll need to get rid of one of them at some point. I think you'd have to get rid of both of them, like two of them for Drew Holiday at least, and then a pick. You, look, you could quite easily offload, because I think Atlanta have the sixth pick. They could quite mm. easily offload sixth, the sixth six, pick. Sixth and one. And because one. there's a lot of good players outside that top three, say from from – Pick number four to like pick twenty. I think this draft is going to be one of those drafts where all the surprises. best players yeah. might be in the middle. Now I'm not saying Lamelo Ball or Anthony Edwards or James Wiseman aren't going to be good, but I think we're going to see a lot of players surprise a lot. Of yeah, people. we just haven't. The thing with the draft is we haven't seen the players in the draft like in the big moments. Like you haven't seen. We just the sample size is too small to sort of make a really accurate assessment, but um. Yeah, look, that's that. I don't know. Back to the Bucks. I don't know, but it has to be at the point guard position, and they have to do something about that Bledsoe contract. Mm. If they're able to do something really effective with that, Giannis will stay. If they if they keep what about it, Bledsoe to Atlanta for the number six pick, and Jeff Teague sign and trade, would you do it? If if you're Atlanta, would you do that? You yeah. need a defensive point guard. Yeah, yeah. If you're Milwaukee, sure. would you do that? That's better for Atlanta. Milwaukee. You get Jeff Teague. They could potentially move Jeff Teague and the sixth pick with something else, like a Robin Lopez, and do a three to get something good. Mm -hmm. I think that's actually a pretty good trade. I don't I don't know if Atlanta does that. It'd it'd be a multi-team trade. Like I I would do it if other teams were involved. It wouldn't have to be. I just mean Because you can you can quite easily just sign Jeff Teague and match match the contract. Yeah, I just don't I, I like if I'm if I'm the Bucks, I don't think Jeff Teague adds anything more. But then you get the sixth pick. You get someone that could probably help you now. 
potentially. Are they going to be a starter? No, but they they, they might fit the I, second I, unit quite well. And I see I see the sixth pick and Jeff Teague as more of an asset. If I'm the box, I'm to trade. I'm, I'm to trade to something out. else. Then, yeah, potentially. Then potentially. for that specifically, so that that's sort of where I see that. But for their team, I think having Jeff Teague makes more sense than Bledsoe. Yeah. Yeah. Because they already have great defense. It's not like they're lacking defensively. No. Atlanta has a hole defensively. Bledsoe can fill that. And look, Jeff Teague's not a terrible defender. Like he, mm. he's reasonable. He, yeah, he, he's fine. But then fine. you get the sixth pick as well. I mean, I'm I'm not high on Bledsoe at all. So I would probably just do Jeff Teague for Bledsoe straight mm. up just to mm. get off that contract. Me too. Um, but they'd probably have to throw the pick in to get it. I think. I think. Yeah. I think Jeff Teague. Like, I, I don't think any. Worse, like I don't think you're any worse off than Bledsoe. I just don't think you're that much better. So is it going to help you with Giannis? It, it depends on how good the sixth pick is. If the sixth sixth pick isn't good, maybe like a future second round to sweeten the pot. Yeah, something like that. Like either that, or they just use it again. Like I would then package Robin Lopez with those two and get get something else. Yeah, like you don't need Robin Lopez. He's just not that good. Yeah, you don't. No, I know, I know what you mean. He's not good, but then what do they do with the backup big? They need a backup center. I mean, there's plenty of you guys available at the moment. Um, Willie Cooley Stein is due to be remo- uh, renewed at uh, Dallas. I'm pretty sure his contract's still open. And Dallas themselves have so many bigs. They, they have so they many do. bigs. So there's like people like that. that I think Maxi Kleber could potentially be on the trade block because they've got Porzingis. They do have Cooley Stein. They've got Dwight Powell as well. He's coming and back. Dwight yeah. Powell is a he, good he, He's player. their starting center. He's a great player. And I feel like at that point, Maxi Cleaver, there's, there's not a lot of room for him. Um, Daniel Tice know, might be on the market. Ennis Cantor. You Daniel know. Tice is definitely on the trade book. Celtics need to do something. Yeah. So, like, we're not, not going to get into that. There's, there's a lot, like, there's a lot of centers they could pick up if they got rid of Robin Lopez. It's not, you know, like, not the end of the world that they could, could they potentially get, pick up. They've got to get someone to take Robin Lopez. That's the yeah, I'd just let him go. I just, but I mean, that's just me because like they've got the ability to re-sign him or not, right? No, he's got a player option. He's opting in. He's yeah, definitely right. not leaving. Leaving. Um, all right. Well, that's pretty much it for the Bucks. But I think we both agree that the move that needs to happen is they need to get someone different other than Eric Bledsoe. Maybe they can trade Bledsoe for something that they need. Yeah, they need, and a, then a draft pick. Or something. They need a better offensive conductor on the court. Mm-hmm. And they need someone you can't afford to have, like with Giannis's like shooting, especially in the postseason when they just sit back off him and build the wall. You cannot afford to have another player out there like that. No, I agree. With right. with such a low field goal percentage, so like he's not an offensive coordinator on the floor. He's not. A, he doesn't conduct the offense and have it running in like a symphony, and he sucks. At you know, field goal shooting says me the armchair expert, <laughs> but that's where we are, right? <laughs> All right. Um, so we're going to go into my predictions now. You did your predictions last week, yeah, yeah. So, my, to rehash that, my dark horse, which is like clearly a favorite, but I feel like a lot of the people will be counting them out because of the toxicity and the injury risk, is the Brooklyn Nets coming out of the east. Mm-hmm. And then I have, I had. Three, I, I saw the West as conference finals, conference finalists divided between two things. So I had Dallas and Golden State on one arm of the conference final. So it's going to be between those two. Mm-hmm. 
And then I had on the other, I had Lakers, uh, Denver Nuggets, and I think it was just those. It was four. I think I think that was it. Maybe it was a uh, there was a third five in total, um, and it was the Jazz. Depending on what they do with Gobert, yeah. depending on what they do with Gobert, yeah. The way well, I, they'll be in a position to try and do something to make Donovan Mitchell happy because he's what you would call a superstar. Now. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so for me, I looked at it as every single one of those teams needs to do one thing. And then they're a legit contender. I don't think Denver does because Jamal is still getting better. Jokic yeah. is still getting better. I think they're it's probably the one team that doesn't actually need to make like they don't, don't need, to, need make, to make a move. They don't need to make a move externally, but they need to. Their one thing, their one variable. I should have been more clear on this. There's one variable that they need, and that's how Michael Porter Jr. fits in, and is he the definitive third option? Yeah, I think they'll figure that out. Like, th- this was only his first year of yeah, playing. That's what I thought. Dave was in and out of the lineup. David would off it. Hey, he was like, he was like, no, nah, he doesn't want to be the third option. He wants to be the second already. He, he look, he reminds me a lot like Kyle Kuzma. But you know, m- maybe Michael Porter can be the second scoring option because we know Jokic loves to pass the ball. And Murray is still a point guard, so maybe it's just always rotating between them for one, and then the other one back. Yeah, I don't necessarily think he's. You gotta remember, like Jamal Murray and Jokic aren't LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They're not the clear one and two. Mm. Like they've got guys on that team that can go get a bucket. They get, Jeremy Grant has shown that he can go get a bucket. Mm. Um, you can give the ball to Porter. You can give the ball to someone like Gary Harris. He can score. So I don't know whether you would call him just a third wheel because um, at times he's going to be the first option. And yeah. when he's hot. He's hot. Yeah, he's already showed that. He's already showed it in the postseason. I'm big on him. Like, yeah, I'm not Luca big on him, but I'm big on Michael yeah. Porter Jr. Yeah, I think so, he's awesome. So that's their one variable is like, does Michael Porter Jr. step into that consistent like role play that that consistent role of second, third option, first scoring option at times, and is he consistently doing that? Is he consistently turning up on D? Because there's been times where he's had amazing defensive sequences. Yeah, there's yeah, been other he, he times where he's just shit the bed. He does get picked on. He, he like I said, he had he a huge me. block. Who did he have the huge block on? No, he got blocked by Davis. No, 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 not he dunked on Harold. Yeah, and didn't he block someone? He had a massive block in that series as well. Maybe he was on LeBron. I'd have to go back and watch it. I can't recall. Um Okay, so that was your Western Conference. Yeah, my East. Who do you just, have for MVP? Oh, MVP for next season. I'm yeah, I'm going in on Luca or Steph. Which one? Pick one. Oh, it's a coin toss. It all depends on injuries for both. Yeah, but you have to pick now. Like, just pick one. Who's more likely to win it? <laughs> I'm gonna it's, to, it's, it's I'm, not. It's not a prediction if you don't pick. I'm. I'm legitimately gonna flip a coin, and I don't, I don't even have a coin. I've got a washer, and there's no side. Okay, this is scratch side. Okay, scratch side is Steph. Okay, clean side is Luca. Clean side. Okay, Luca it is. Um, defensive player to you. I'm going Anthony Davis. Yep. Um, six man of the year. I'm saying this because he was robbed, Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> I've been saying him for the last two years, it, and I'm not changing he, my pick. Um, that who like, do you think is going to be such a robbery? Who do you think Montrez. is going to be the most improved? Ooh. 
who who can you predict having a breakout year? This is Michael this is Porter Jr. could easily be that. Mm. And I'd lo- I'm really interested to see his 2020 stats because his bubble stats were good. And he was someone who benefited from Corona and the bubble because it enabled him to like get more time to rehab because he came came in came in and had like horrible injuries straight away. Mm-hmm. So you reckon Porter? Yeah, I'm, I'm going Porter Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Porter Jr., not Otto, Otto Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Lionel Richie 2.0. <laughs> All right, and rookie of the year. Uh, this would go either way. There's there's Who's the guy that they're thinking of going four or three or four? There's honestly like so there's Lamelo Wiseman. Draft, a lot of people have their boards differently. There's no set. I think the top three is pretty clear. Now, in what order Ball, Wiseman, and Edwards go, that really depends on what that team wants as a fit. Um, but for you, you're looking at guys like Killian Hayes, Denny Avdiar. Um, you could even go as, as far as Cole Anthony, um, Onyeka Kongwu. Who else have we got? Um, uh, Tyrell Terry. Jeez. Um, there's, there's a lot of guys that could go four. Nico Mannion. So I think like Chicago has that fourth pick. If I'm Chicago, I would trade that fourth pick and try and move up. Hmm. Because I think they need someone like Ball or Edwards. I don't think they need Wiseman because they have Markin and Carter. Um, but I think they need to try and move up in the draft. If unless, you know, they're really high on someone in that fourth pick hmm. that they believe that it they will fall. Um, there are going to be teams out there who might even take, like, like those three teams, they might take someone else. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember the guy's name specifically. Uh, he's just like a freaky athlete, sort of two, three guard, and was just a really freaky athlete. And so me buying into the Kellerman hype of the two-way wing. Um, I don't buy into anything Max Kellerman says. <laughs> I'm, you're really low on that. Max, you suck. Yeah, he does suck. Okay, so rookie of the year, you had to pick one. Gun to your head. As far as you know, who has the highest ceiling? When was the last time we had a big rookie of the year? Who was a big, like four or five? A big, um, geez, Anthony Davis. Yeah, all right. I'm going to circle back and go Wiseman, purely, Wiseman. purely because we haven't had a big for ages, but that could yep. be the death of that pick as well. Okay. Um, all right. So for my prediction for the West, um, I think it's the Lakers. Um, they showed they can do it this year, and I think they'll they'll probably make one or two. Not yeah, huge moves, but they one. will be prioritizing getting better. So I don't think it's unlikely that they go back to back. And like, look, anything can happen. And winning a championship is really hard in itself. Going back to back is even harder. We've seen that. It doesn't happen. They're they're, they're, they're honestly a very like they're a, they're a very small move away. That's why I had them and Denver mm. in, in in that sort of cluster because they're a very small move. But like Denver's is internal, Lakers is external. Look, get off that Danny Green, get off that Kyle Kuzma, get off that JaVal McGee, get off get a few of these contracts, bring someone else, like bring, just bring one or two more key people in and like, guys, go, yeah. go back to the G League. Like just get the rest from the G League. Like look at Caruso now. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's a key role player. So I think... Um, and here's the problem for a lot of other teams in the West is Anthony Davis has got a snip. And oh. he now knows how good he actually is. And 
He's the, he's always he been the type ridiculous. of guy that he is, he is extremely talented, but you can always just see that he doesn't necessarily believe it. And I think LeBron has like you look at his stats, and obviously they're not as shiny as the Pelicans, but he's playing with LeBron freaking James. Mm. Um, he's just unlocked a different beast in him, and I think that's really scary for the league because look, LeBron's not necessarily going to get better. He's just going to be continue to be good, and he might unlock different components of his game. But Anthony Davis is going to keep getting better. I think, yeah, AD athletically is going to get way better. Oh, big time. B-ball IQ, like, like ball IQ, being around Bron is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, I, think reckon, he'll, I think he'll probably take more, more of the load this year, and I, I think he'll average 30. Yeah, I think, I think I'm really interested to see. I, I'm bullish on LeBron just getting better and better because, like, like just from this season alone, like – I'm just blown away with like the like his IQ. Like he's playing like everyone's playing checkers and he's playing chess. That's how it's been for his whole career. Like and it's getting it, even more prominent now. Yeah, it's like it's like his shot selection smarter when he's injecting himself to like take over a game and like moments and take it away, mm. run it through him, do ISO things. Get it's it, 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 it it's a, it's that it's at like pinnacle points and pinnacle moments of when teams are starting to make a run back. And he just doesn't get one point. He'll get two or three almost back-to-back sequentially in a really small period of time that just crushes their spirits. And he'll, like in crunch time, he's never scared to pick up the best player. Yeah. You know, in Denver, he wanted Jamal Murray and he shut him down in that last quarter. Mm. I don't think Jamal scored in, when LeBron got on him. Yeah, I mean, um, poor old Jamal was just falling apart. You know, he, he, <laughs> he's the young guy going against the thirty-five-year-old, and the young guy's falling apart. But I mean, LeBron is LeBron. You know? Yeah, he's, the he's still playing like an eighteen-year-old. Um, you know, he he gave Jimmy some trouble. Like everyone says, oh, you know, like it only happened when AD guarded him. But I mean, LeBron wore him out. Like having to having to like yeah. go through LeBron to score. Yeah, I mean, even if you're gonna score. You're wrecked after it. Yeah, we, we, we saw what Jim was like. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't AD. He put on a LeBron performance and he couldn't back it up. Yeah, it wasn't AD that wrecked him. It was Spo's shitty coaching that screwed him. Like you've got, you've got to try and get open from LeBron or AD because you don't have the ball in your hand as much. Mm. And then AD's not having to worry about Olinik on the perimeter. Mm. Like that. That's that's an easier thing to game plan. Like it's mm. way harder defense to. Comprehend. Who's your MVP next year? Um, all right, so I got legs out of the way, so I'll do my east. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean the east is mixed bag. Eh? I'm gonna go to the Bucks. Ooh. I'm gonna go to the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to make a move. Mm. Giannis is just gonna be really hungry. I would love to see like a strong Bucks and a like a healthy. Brooklyn Nets. I'm just not just sure the Nets are going to have enough to throw at him. I think the Nets are a better team, but I think Giannis is just going to have his way that series. And the Bucks. Do you, are, do you uh, think he has his way with KD yeah. and Jared Allen? Yeah. Oh, Jared Allen. Yeah. Jared Allen won't be able to stop him. Jared Allen's a good defender, but he's not stopping Giannis. Yeah, but like, it's yeah. going to be so interesting. It's going to be good. I, I hope. I hope, I yeah. hope it's the Bucks and the Nets. And look. I would love to see either of them go to the finals. Yeah. I just, I just, I'm just gonna 
go with the box. Go kind of left field, and I'm going to go with the box. Yeah, no, that's cool. I feel like Oi, I'm, I'm going to go left field. I'm going to go with the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Nets are the favorite to get out of the East now. Are they? Yeah. Well, they Man. have Kevin Durant and Kyrie They were my dark horse. Um, They're my dark horse because those two are so questionable with their injuries. And I, I know a lot of people count out the Bucks like now because they've lost in well, they lost in the second round this year and they lost in the conference finals the year before. But you, you, I can't count them out. Like they're still a really good team, and obviously this year was just a little bit weird with the whole bubble thing. Giannis wasn't 100% because he had that ankle injury. Now, I'm not saying that's why they lost. They lost because Miami just outplayed them. But I don't know. I, I might be wrong. It's just a prediction. I'm going to go to the box. Miami will destroy any team. That Miami team will beat any team that doesn't have big men with a mid-range game. Yep. AKA Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um, so, I think, yeah, I think um, I think it'll be a Bucks lakers final. I think the Lakers still take that in five or six games. Yeah, I don't. Think, I think the Lakers just a, a bit too classy. I don't think LeBron's losing to anyone that's in the East. No, I don't think LeBron's losing to anyone that is like self-crowning themselves in the middle of regular season games. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I um, I think like that would be playing on his mind if he gets Giannis in the finals, regardless yeah. of what he says about oh if this is Anthony's time, I'm letting AD take over. It's all about him. I think that like things like that just sort of like prick but up. Yeah, they they feel him. I mean, I picked the finals this year. You did. I said Lakers and Heat. You said um, it in November. Because I remember I watched I watched the Lakers and, and the Heat game and the at, hate in Miami that came in on your Instagram stories with people yeah, being like, "What the thought hell?" I was crazy. I'm like, "Hey, I just said I think it could happen." Yeah. Anyway, it happened, and I agreed, and I was like, "Ooh, you, that's you said bullish. it was bullish, but you liked it." I liked it. I was down. I'm like, you know what? They're, this Heat team, you know, they've got some potential. So good so call. Let's let's see if I can be right again. So I'm going to so, go Lakers so, and Bucks. So and yeah, Lakers cheers. Yeah, cheers. That's a nice take that, there, sir. That's a yeah, cheers take. The yeah, cheers. So Lakers and Bucks. Lakers take it in six again. Um, my MVP. I'm going to go with. I'm like you. I, I I've got like four guys that I think you go to. Yeah. I'm gonna go Anthony Davis. AD because I think, the I think Davis just, LeBron handover. Yes, and I think winning a chip and realizing how good he is. I, I feel like that's been the one thing that holds him back. Is, yeah. It's very scary. Yeah. Like it's he is scary. Yeah. That's why he already free. is. And he's gonna be worse. He's like he's like a more athletic Kevin Durant. Yeah, he's he, gonna he be. Can't, he can't shoot as well as KD. Like He's not that far off, but he's like a more athletic and more indomitable. And he's already becoming force. a better three-point shooter too. Once, yeah. once he gets like that three-point game like locked, and he's taking you know three to five threes a game. And once he a lot of trouble. stops like getting low posts and like mid post mm. shots and fading when they're not even like pressing up on him hard. Like have you noticed that with AD, he like it's like oh the defender's standing there, better fade away instead mm. of like just go up and dude, you're seven feet tall. Yeah. Shoot over them. Yeah. So I think Anthony Davis for MVP, and he's also getting. Who are the other vote. three that you have? Uh, Steph. LeBron? No. Nah. No LeBron. I, I don't think LeBron's going to get another one. Okay. I think now is the time where he goes. Because I, we saw it happen a bit this year. Like he was still the guy, mm. but you could see he was trying to feed Anthony Davis. He was trying to unlock Anthony. He Davis. didn't care about any of those Clippers games to begin with. Oh, hell no. And they still almost won him. Yeah. Well, it was. It, I mean, they tied the series anyway. Um, so I tied the regular Steph, season series that he never cares about. No, I think Steph. Yeah. Only because it's going to be a narrative. Oh, Steph came back, and if Steph comes back and he's on fire, it'll. It probably it, goes the, the chat will go. 
Next level. Um, Steph, Kevin Durant, same again. Yeah. The narrative KD. of coming back off an injury. But I'm a little bit – I'm not as high on KD now as I think a lot of people are. I know I, you're pretty high on KD. I rate I, – I rate, I'm, I'm just not sure he'll be the same after his injury. I'm not high on him in the sense that I think he's going to be – like, I don't think he's going to be an MVP. And I don't think he will win an MVP with Kyrie's usage anyway. But I think it's almost – like, I feel like – I, how I've listened to him in his interviews and talk about the Nets and talk about Kyrie and Steve Nash and the approach and everything, it's like even if he's athletically compromised, he's still got a seven foot six wingspan and his shot selection and IQ in, with that mm. stuff is just crazy. And so it's not, it's like referring back to our good mate Max Kellerman. If he goes from being a superstar and like one of the world's top players or the top player in the world mm. or the best defensive player in the world to just being an all-star. Hey, it's still good. Like, still I feel like, I feel like, you know, that's still good enough. That's like, Hey, you got two all-stars. Yeah, it's Kyrie it and like a lesser case. I don't think case, he's going to fall off a cliff. Yeah. I just don't think he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be an MVP. I, no. I wouldn't have him in my top But it wouldn't surprise me. It would does. not surprise me if he has a good year and they reward him for it. Yeah. And then my other one is obviously Luca. Yeah. Um, but I, I, limit for that kid. I just feel like biggest wild card of the group. LeBron getting a little bit snubbed, Anthony Davis getting totally snubbed. Anthony Davis is going to come out and just be a monster. Like yeah. he was this year, but he's going to be even better. How cool would it be if I think he has a Hakeem season? Go, I think he's going to go yeah. MVP, deep boy, and I think they're going to win the chip. And I think he'll win finals. MVP. MVP. How cool would that be? Hey, it would be. I'm all. I'm all about that. I like. Even though I'm on the Stefan Luca train, I love AD, and I would love to see him. Live up to his potential. And I, I'm, I'm, he, he, like, LeBron he is my favorite player. And I'm here saying, no, LeBron's like, I'm not saying he's finished. Yeah. But I think his run, at he's, handed the, he's handed the reins finished. over. I don't think he can. He's passed the bat on. Yeah. Um, so that's my MVP and defensive player of the year. My sixth man of the year, I've been saying it for the last two years. I'm going to stick with Schroeder. I think he was, he wasn't he was robbed, robbed two years ago, this but he year. was robbed this year. Absolutely. Season. Absolutely this. disgraceful. Yeah. Montrose Harrell had a good year, but he wasn't the best. Montrose Harrell stat padded against second second, second teams and second units that didn't have an answer for him. And Schroeder was like the second Kawhi. leading scorer. Schroeder was the second leading scorer. Schroeder was their one of their closers. Mm. Well, like probably their second best player. Mm. He Montrose like, Harrell was what filled in, in, in the, the, in the, in the Rocket series. The Rockets were like pulling away. And then at any time Schroeder was getting on, he was just wreaking havoc. And he mm. kept them in that that mm. whole series. Everyone was talking about, you know, CP3's closing and stuff. But it was like second and third quarter Schroeder got them back from 12, 15, sometimes close to 20-point deficits. Mm. Mm. Where it looked like it was all over. Like that guy is unreal. Mm. So completely agreed. And yeah, Montrez, that's just rubbish. That's just like... It was just hype. Everyone bought into the hype. Yeah, the hype of the... like. New modern era Dennis Rodman. Oh, just the hype of the Clippers, they suck. Like oh, they stunk. Pat Bev, Montrez, Lou Will. They suck. Going to the strippers, eating wings. That, that ain't <laughs> Lemon that, Pepper Lou. Lemon Pepper Lou. That ain't winning chips. That is not chip winning basketball. No. When when I heard that Lemon Pepper Lou was hanging out at Magic City with Jack Harlow, <laughs> I was like, well, you know, you just you just literally told everyone that you're not winning Jack. Yeah, exactly. Um, my rookie of the year, like I said, there's a lot of guys that win it. Um, I think it's going to depend on what team he actually ends up going to. But 
the mellow ball for me is probably going to win it um, just because he can get you a bucket. He's a great passer. Really good passer. Plays, plays pretty good defense. Um, again, it's just a prediction. But, I, think there's, I think there's a lot of guys that could win that. I think Anthony Edwards could steal it as well. Have you, have you, have you seen... Um, if Anthony Edwards goes to the Wolves, he's not going to win. Have you seen the, the chat around um, Lamelo from the American analysts? They're like, blah, blah, blah. Something comes up and then they're talking about defense and they're like the non-existent defense. And it's like, if you watch any of the NBL games... Mm. He, he plays defense. He plays defense. That's the and thing. And the moment isn't too big for him. Which no, is, no. Which is a really cool thing. Like and it's, he's it, big. It's a loose. He's six foot seven. He's big. He's long. He's a guard. And you can tell that he like cruises at times. Yeah. If my only knock on him would be his attention span during the game, mm. but is it just because he's just like checked out because it's the NBL and he's like. Probably, probably, and, and he's like, oh, I, I'm better than these guys. Mm. He has these flashes where he's so much better than them mm. that it's that that I, I when I watched a few of the games, I'm like, yeah. is this guy like trying all the time? So it'll be interesting to see. I I think there's a big ceiling there. It just depends, like you said, it depends on where he gets drafted. If he gets like if Golden State pick him up, he's not going to win it in Golden State. No, I think if he goes to Charlotte, he'll win it easily. Yeah, because he, he will be the guy. Yeah, that's a good it's, point. A lot what of do these, you mean? Scary Terry won't be? <laughs> like They're going to pay lot, that guy. That guy got paid. They're a not going to waste that way. A lot of rookies' careers can be very well make or break, exploited on based on where they go. Like, if Anthony Edwards goes number one and he goes to Minnesota, he's probably going to have, you know, 50% of the usage is what he would if he went to somewhere like... Detroit or Charlotte. But I don't think that I, I think the Wolves will take him because it probably fits their system best. Or they just take Lamello and go, well, he's the best guy here. We'll take him and make it work. Um so I think it'll depend where they go, but which I'm, isn't a bad thing. I, I, I think Lamello Ball will probably fall to Charlotte unless someone trades up and takes that pick and Charlotte happily trades down if they can get another player and a pick, which I don't think is a terrible idea either. Um, because there was a lot of good players in that four to twenty range. Yeah, people say this is a bad draft. It's not. Yeah, it is a deep it. draft. I rate it. Um, I, if anything, I thought last year's wasn't as good. Like, yeah, Zion's good, and yeah, Jar was good. Yeah, but apart from then, it was not much. RJ had like an okay. RJ season. Barrett is good, but it's not freaking Knicks. Like, he got no recognition. I thought it was rough that he didn't get uh, big time. All rookie. He actually had a good year. Hey, special um, shout out to the fact that we're podcasting in Brizzy and it's in storm season and it's the 28th, so three days before Halloween. And we've just got these epic thunderstorms rolling in right now, late at night. So if you hear them, shout out to the Halloween spirits sponsoring <laughs> the pod. <laughs> Thank you. Um, coach of the year. You didn't you didn't go over that. I forgot to say. Who do you think is going to win coach of the year? Um, if Lakers come out one seat again, Frank Vogel. Yeah, Frank Vogel. Uh, like, yeah, for sure. Definitely. If you if you, you can did, show that you can do it two years in a row, there's no real. Yeah. Like, they gave it to Nick Nurse. Yeah. Because that's what he did. No one expected Toronto to win the chip. I think, they won it. He backed it up. Same with the Lakers. Everyone counted them out. If if Frank gets him to that number one seat again, they're pretty yeah. hard to not give it to him. It's a hard one, hey. Um, I like Mike Malone. And I feel like he has underachieved mm. in that department for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Underachieved as in you think he hasn't done a good job or he 
he hasn't received the recognition. He hasn't received the recognition. Yeah. Okay. I was going to. Yeah. No, he's overachieved in terms of the job. Yeah. That he's done. Like, he. Or it could go to someone who's who's taken on a new role, Stan Van Gundy. (laughs) Billy Donovan in Chicago. I like that, by the way. Yeah. I love Billy Donovan in Chicago. No, that's really good. Um, The Thunder job's still open, hey? I believe so. Yeah, no one, no one's picked that up. That's going to be interesting as well. Um, we should, we should get a bit of a uh, have a little bit of a segment on where Mike D'Antoni goes. I don't think, he, I, I think he'd be out of a job. Yeah, honestly, he's not going to go to Oklahoma City. I, I reckon someone will pick him up. Maybe he has a year off or so. I, yeah, but I don't who, know. who else needs a coach? Yeah, I think, I think D'Antoni. Man, that guy. I want to see him go to the Clippers. They just turn Kawhi into a three-point shooter. Yeah. And mainly so they can get bounced in the second round again. Dan, Tony's got some pretty crazy stats, like like co- coaching, like methodologies, and they like he's a regular season coach. Mm, big time. Um, that's that that that's my impression of him. But um, yeah, look, Mike Malone for me, definitely coach of the year. I. I who got it this year? Mike Budenholzer? No, he, Nick Nurse. It was Nick Nurse again. Nick Nurse got it. Bud got it right. from the NBA Players Association or something as well. So, like again, okay. they were like the two top two front runners, or it was like the NBA Coaches Association. So Bud got one, and then Nick Nurse got it from the actual NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's have a look. So in the 2020 season, it was Nick Nurse. Mike Budenholzer the year before. Dwayne Casey in Toronto the year before. Then it was Mike D'Antoni. Steve Kerr, Budenholzer when he was with Atlanta. Popovich. George Carl with the Nuggets. Pop again. Tom Thibodeau in Chicago. Tom Thibs. Scotty Brooks. Mike Brown with the Cavs. Byron Scott. Sam Mitchell. Avery Johnson. Mike D'Antoni when he was with Phoenix. Yeah, here we go. National Basketball Coaches Association names Bucks Mike B coach of the year. Right, okay. For twenty twenty. So he, the official award went to Nick Nurse. Yeah. So like there's these different um like federations where they award people or whatever, mm-hmm. but basically Bud got it and then Nick Nurse. And I'm like I don't know, like yeah, my 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 Nick Nurse was definitely up there for this year. Billy Donovan for me for this year was a massive one. And then yeah, I so too was, and I thought he was a bit unlucky not to win it. Yeah, Billy Donovan and Mike Malone. There was, were a, my there guys. was a lot of coaches that did a really good job. Yeah. I thought some coaches overachieved. I thought Michael Malone overachieved. I thought Quinn Snyder did a really, really good. Uh, he's really, a really, really good, good coach as well. He like, is. Um, his ability to make some like amazing, um, you know, play calls out of out, out of a timeout and stuff, and like just change momentum and get players. In positions to, you know, he, he fits really well there. He do, he does a good job in Utah. Um, Billy Donovan obviously had a great year. Um, Apart from those, like David Fisdale was fantastic in New York. <laughs> Wait, Billy Donovan. He almost last half the year. <laughs> I feel like he should get Coach of the Year just for being at the Knicks <laughs> and putting up with James Dolan for that long. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh dear. Uh. Poor David Fisdale. He's actually a fantastic He's coach. He's an amazing too. coach. And then he just got absolutely... But that front office there is really bad. It's an absolute That's what's mess. exciting about the Bulls moving forward. Like, it looks like the front office is... And Tom Thibodeau's a... Like, 
like I know, it's Tom Thibodeau. He's gone to the Knicks. Has he? Tom Thibodeau's in the Knicks. Yeah. Lives at the Knicks. So I like that because he he really I think pushes the Bulls are to still give the looking, young players some time. I think the Bulls are still looking for their coach at the moment. No, the Bulls hired Billy Donovan. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. That's right. So and I love I love that. I think their front office. I would love the Bulls to try and move up in the draft and get Lamelo Ball. Yeah, the Bulls. Uh, Lamelo Ball with Zach Levine would be just awesome to watch. Yeah, I mean, like guard alley oop plays. That'd be crazy. Awesome. Um, but the good thing about the Bulls now, this is the first time since, you know, the the Kraus sort of self destruction era that ensued after MJ and Phil Jackson left. But this is the first time that the GM, president are like legit good people with good track records. They've got a good link with ownership and now we've got a good coach in there as well. Yeah. And they've got some rubbish contracts like that Otto Otto Porter Porter Jr. Jr. It's a terrible contract. I'd I'd be looking to do something with that. Send him back to Washington, get Beal. (laughs) Yeah, true. Right. Otto Porter Jr. for Beal, would you do it? <laughs> um, so no, I don't want to do that. Nah. <laughs> for me, for me, um, Rick Carlisle could be coach of the year Maybe. next year as well. If Luca goes off and he's an MVP, then Rick Carlisle will be coach of the year. Yeah, they'd probably have to get the two or three seed though. Yeah, but that's entirely doable. Their record this it year is, was pretty yeah. good considering the injury woes that they had. Yeah, I think they finished the seventh seed. Yeah. Yeah, with Paul Zingas hurt, it makes it kind of makes. And Dwight Powell was out for half the season. And Dwight Powell was having a great year. Yeah, him and Luca together was a real good one-two punch. Yeah, really good combo. So uh, their their pick and roll was their pick and roll plays were really good. Um, so I, I, I'm actually really excited to see to see Dwight Powell back, especially now that Luca has gotten even better. Um, how much better can this guy get? He's, I mean, obviously he's got a. He's got to try not to turn the ball over so much. He needs to get better at his three-point shooting, his free throw shooting. But the dude is like light years in the future with his IQ. Like it's fantastic. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. He's also got to learn to calm his emotions a little bit. He gets Mm -hmm. a little bit too emotional. Gets a little bit too, I guess, angry at himself when he makes mistakes. And you can that reflects in his play. He's very quick to drop his head, but he's just competitive. I guess. This is, this is one of the things that came up in last week's episode with Dave was um, Golden State get Wiseman mm-hmm. and then Golden State offer Wiseman and Wiggins for KP. Wait, say that again. Golden State get Wiseman, mm-hmm. second round pick, mm-hmm. and then Golden State move Wiseman and Wiggins for KP. Dallas potentially get better. See, I just can't deal with that Andrew Wiggins contract. I can't do it. <laughs> I just can't do it. Because this is the thing. is like, like, KP, like, it's like, you got to get it. Yeah. You got to move off him because the injury risk. Yeah. It's, it's a really hard one because he's that, good yeah that like it's such a risk to move him because it's like what if this dude did stay healthy if he stays healthy they have a legitimate shot up to win the, the sample size is small but the, you know what the dude needs to do to stay healthy keep enough muscle on his frame to mm. hold the connective tissue yeah. correctly and look after him because every time 
Well, like when he was heavier, he wasn't injured. And then as soon as he's been skin and bones, he's fallen apart. Yeah. Probably got low EA. <laughs> Probably. I mean, he's a basketballer. They're not very, they're very well known for not being that fantastic of their nutritional athletes in general. Um, yeah, geez. What, what do you feel about, how do you feel about Golden State then? Do I, if I'm, if I'm Golden State, do I take that? Yeah. Nah, I don't think either team does that. Yeah, because it's a good idea. Yeah, it's interesting as hell. Hey. If KP is like healthy, it's not even on the table. But it's interesting because, no, because KP I reckon, struggles with health. I reckon I reckon as soon as KP is healthy is when they're looking to move him. Yeah, see, if I had the opportunity to get Paul Zinger set a reasonable price now, even though he's just had surgery, I'm still taking the chance. Yeah. But to give up Wiseman and Wiggins, well, Wiseman, because mm. you'd have, I mean, you've got to include what Wiggins for the salary matching. But to me, like, come on, I don't want that. Get him. <laughs> As far away from me as possible. Um, but I think I've got Wiggins in a couple of tra- – oh, no, I don't. I didn't put him in any of my fake trades. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't do that if I'm Dallas. Okay. And I don't run the risk if I'm Golden State. Yeah. I don't, if I'm Dallas, if, I don't want Wiggins. What's Golden State's chances if they get KP and KP's healthy? If KP's healthy? Yeah. Assuming they, assuming they get to keep Draymond Green, yeah. Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. Yeah. With a healthy KP, yeah, they could win it. Yeah, they could win it. Does that does he shoot? But the problem offense? is their depth is going to be rubbish. Yeah, they're going to have to rely on these guys for playing thirty. Come on, Looney, like we'll give you relief for the center position. He's really good. And Pascal's the guys that have all right. Are all G League players. Pascal's all right, but yeah, the depth is really an issue. That's that's the biggest issue I have with the Warriors. What what happens when Curry and Thompson are out of a game, or if they get an injury? They're probably not going to win a game while those guys are out. No. So look, it, it, I, I think, think Golden State needs to take Wiseman. I don't think they should trade the pick. They need a yeah. big man, and Wiseman is going to get the ball a fair bit because these guys are going to have a lot of space on the floor. They need got to me. Golden State need to get a solid defensive. Even if really they got Dwight Howard, it 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 moves the needle a lot. Big time, right? I don't think Dwight would be as good as he was in the on the Lakers because. He doesn't have like an alpha dog keeping him in, in check. Yeah. Because LeBron would have sat him down and said, Oi, if you're going to come on our team, you're going to do the F you're told. I feel like if he got to Golden State, he'd go there with a bit of an ego like he has every other time because he's just come on. Now he's just won a chip. Yeah. I feel like he'll demand the ball more and he'll go back to the Dwight he was, you know, in Charlotte and in Atlanta and mm. in the Wizards in the 90 games he played. Um, We'll quickly, very, very... We're going to go over 2K ratings, but do we really want to waste our time with that? The only thing we need to mention with that is that Drew Holiday is ranked lower than way off P. Way off with the side of the backboard. Yeah, backboard P, pandemic P, way off P, playoff piss, whatever you want to call them. He shouldn't be an 88 overall. I'd have him Drew Holiday, 83. I, I mean, I don't think it's unfair for Drew Holiday to be an 83, but I think it's unfair that Paul George is higher than him. Yeah. Paul George is like an all-star. He's got his own shoe line, and I understand that stuff. But Ronnie 2K, you Stephen, absolutely suck. Stephen A, we get all that, Smith. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie 2K, you suck. Yeah, Ronnie 2K needs to pull his finger out. I should get a job at 2K. And you know what? This is the perfect segue to the next segment, which is shout-out to Kendrick Perkins. 
Foghorn Leghorn, the Foghorn Leghorn of NBA media and analysts. When you listen to that guy talking his southern drawl, it just... It's a thing of beauty. Music to my ears. I love it. I love when Kendrick Perkins talks. I could listen to him say LeBron James on loop (laughs) for an hour and it would put me to sleep. So, yeah, Perk, keep doing what you're doing, big man. I know a lot of people hang shit on you. You're you're probably never going to hear this. (laughs) But the people who do, put some respect. On the Perk name. On Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, he sounds like Foghorn Leghorn, but his takes are akin to that of Nostradamus of late because he legitimately picked, like Joey, picked everything. The Heat and the Lakers. He had AD and LeBron James as the defensive player and MVP. So he didn't have that, but of all the analysts, but he, should have. he said the Clippers weren't making it really early on again. So didn't buy into the uh, New Balance orderly, New King in Town ads. LA Airway. LA Airway. That's it. I like LA Airway. I even when we went to one of the games, I posted that on my thing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, you have to delete that now. <laughs> Do I? Okay, fine. Um, so I remember he when we that. drove past the Kawhi Leonard sign and I yelled out some pretty colorful things. <laughs> that was good, actually. Good times. I was the same as Burke. The good, Clippers, good, times, opinion, good times being in LA with pneumonia <laughs> and the Rona. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure we had coronavirus, but that's neither here or there. Um, so shout out to Perk. Shout out to Perk. He like he's doing good. There's an epic mixtape of some of his highlights floating around. If you ever see oh, it, dude. it's the most inspirational. It's pretty clip. much just Perk getting dunked on for three minutes. <laughs> There's this one part where he goes to throw it and pass it, and like I think it's like Kevin Durant yeah, or something. KD gets when he was in OKC, and it goes completely out. It wasn't even near him, and KD like KD's face is just hilarious. So shout out to Perk and shout out to Perk who. Spraying KD and giving him, yeah, giving him that shit when KD arced up. When um, Perk said that Westbrook is the uh, greatest Oklahoma City player, he is. Kevin Durant's the most talented player to play there, but he's the greatest. It's like LeBron and Wade, D Wade in the Heat. LeBron is the best player to play at yeah. the Heat, but Wayne Wade is the greatest Miami Heat player ever. Mm-hmm. Greatest and best player are two different things. Exactly, and the thing is um, with. KD thing at OKC and stuff is like, look, if KD can get a ring, cool. In Brooklyn, and he doesn't need much. Then yeah, you were the best. But you've only won rings with OKC. You didn't do any more than. Oh, uh, sorry, with Golden did. Golden State. Mm. And Westbrook went on an average triple doubles for two consecutive years after you left. First time since nineteen. Yeah, the, 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 the record that everyone thought was unbreakable. So, look, KD's been looking very good since moving, but he had some horrible, horrible playoff runs when he was still at... Um, when he wasn't with the Warriors. Yeah, exactly right. When you didn't have Clay and Steph being hectic distractions. But anyway, defenders let's, let's had to guard. But I shout have, out to you, Perk. Yeah, you, shout out to Perk. You kill it, man. You're Fog the goat. Leghorn. You're the goat. You're the goat. You're built different. Yeah, you are, Perk. You are um, built different. We were going to talk about the Lakers back-to-back, but I feel like we already did. Yeah, we did. Um, I've got a bunch of fake trades that okay. I want to go over. Yeah. All right. And then, then we're good. And then we're going to talk about some upcoming segments, which are potential big movers in the East, because the Leaston Conference, uh, there seems to be a lot of teams that we 
don't really consider, but they have some space and they could do some things to make these things. Now, these takes are not by any means going to be hectic predictions that we're going all in on saying bet the house on, but it, it's just more exploring them from a point of interest. All right. Atlanta, I already went over this one. Kevin Herter. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the team yep. that's looking to move a player. Yep. You're going to be the other one. Okay. San Antonio, Atlanta here. Would you guys be interested in taking on Kevin Herter and you giving us Derek White in return? Well, it's Greg Popovich here, and <laughs> I don't see why not. I need to, I need to change the way that I look at the game, which he's not going to do. Yeah, no chance. So, would you realistically do you think that's a good trade? Yeah, for sure. They'd I be, think I think both teams benefit. Yeah, like look, the Spurs are going to be struggling for I would say probably like the next three to five years. Um, Dejounte Murray and then Derek White both running the points. Then you got Bryn Forbes, who's the size of a point guard, but as a shooting guard, he's a pretty good shooting guard. I just feel like their lineups just aren't that good. And then you got Patty Mills as your bench backup point guard. And he's there to be like a locker room president, but he's really like a shooting guard as well, but a really short shooting guard. You know, the whole team's a mess. The Spurs don't know if they're Arthur or Martha. True. <laughs> I was I not that. saying that to try and be funny. No, no, I was no. Like, it, but it was it, funny. It frustrates which me. Which is why it was funny, because you weren't trying to be funny. It's <laughs> always funny when you're not trying to be funny. It frustrates me because it's like to go from Ginobili, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, I never liked. I was like, oh, you little French French little shit. Like, <laughs> he's probably taller than me in real life as well. <laughs> I think he's actually not. I think you're tall. I think he's six foot one. Oh, right. So I've got an inch on him. Um Oh, you French little shit. Um, and then Kawhi and his defense. And they had some amazing role players. Steven Jackson. Yeah. Man, that guy could splash. Danny Green. Danny Green was a bucket on the Spurs. Danny Green. He broke, some, he broke some finals records. Yeah, man. It was like swish. You see that? Clip and now he sucks. He sucks so bad. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on to the next one. Okay. Hit me. Who am I playing? Trade role play. All right. Hey, go on, Utah Jazz. It's oh. the Boston Celtics here. Oh, hey there, guys. It's Quinn Schneider here. Oh, I'm really stressed. Let me pull my hair back up. <laughs> All right. We really want Rudy Gobert. We understand that his contract is expiring. You guys aren't going to be able to pay him. We're happy to take him for a rental and potentially re-sign him. We'll give you back Gordon Haywood. You can also have Daniel Tice. And to sweeten the pot, we'll give you pick 19. 26, oh, sorry, 14, 26, and 30 in this year's draft. Yeah, I 100% accept if I am the Jazz. Yep. I think I most just teams... I, I just don't think Brad Stevens allows Gordon Hayward to go because they're college sweethearts. Yeah, I just think they need to get off that contract. Gordon Hayward's a great player, but that contract on that team with Tatum coming up to being paid, Brown, Brown being Brown, Kemba Walker's Walker. contract is Bump huge. Smart. So I think this is a move they need to make. I think bringing in Gobert is a needle mover. Yeah, big time. You've got three. Really Everyone's good. like, oh, but he's an expiring contract. Well, yeah, but someone's got to make the move. Yeah, look, and the Celtics need to do something. They have, and they're a they're a legitimate contender. And when you're a legitimate contender, you can deal with a rental. Toronto yeah. did it with Kawhi. Yeah. So you accept if you're the Jazz? I 100 accept. I accept on both sides. I need Gobert. You guys need to get off him because you're not paying him. Yeah. Anyway, 
Next one. My only issue is that, yeah, like, I would, I don't like that contract and I don't see Brad Stevens letting him go. All right. Indiana. Yeah. It's the Brooklyn Nets here. Ooh, hello, Brookie, Brookie Nets. Hello. We understand are we that. Talk, are we talking about potentially Spencer or Karras? We are. Or Victor? We are. Oh. So, so you're interested. I am interested. Okay. We understand that Victor Oladipo has had some injury concerns, hmm. but we think that he will be a, a key piece in our title run. So we're willing to give you Karras LeVert and Garrett Temple. You get another ball handler and a guy who can get you legitimate buckets and you get Garrett Temple, who is a serviceable defender. Garrett he's Temple not, is legit. He's a good yeah, player. He had a good season. He had, so, a good he had a very good bubble. We'll give you LeVert and Temple if you give us Vic. I just don't know. I think like I I I think they say yes, but if it's me, I'm like. He's another guy that needs the ball in his hands when you got Kyrie. No, no, no. Oh, Oladipo. Oladipo. Yeah. When you've got KD and Kyrie and Oladipo is like, you know, Wakanda forever. The, I'm, I'm the Black Panther. Um, you know, like he, he wants to be that. He wants to be the first option. He's going to be the third. Yeah. And he wasn't that good a second option at OKC mm-hmm. as, as Westbrook's running mate. All right. Next one. Yeah. Orlando, pick up the phone. <laughs> it's Charlotte here. Oh, hello, Charlotte. We really, really like Aaron Gordon. Yeah? How much do you like him? We like him so much that we'll give him, we'll, we'll give you the third pick, but you have to give us the 15th pick in return with Aaron Gordon. I don't do that. You don't want it? And I don't see Charlotte doing much because. Charlotte's owned by shit owners, including Michael Jordan. <laughs> and they make terrible... Michael Jordan may well be the goat on the court, but he is <laughs> he, the complete opposite of the He's the worst. <laughs> he's the worst. He is the worst of all time yeah. for owners. He may not be the worst. So if, no, you're, the, so if you're Orlando... The worst is old mate. What's his name? Former um, Clippers owner. That's the worst. No, the woke is James Dolan. And then it's that guy right after. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Oh, God. Um, they had the file. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was racist. Um, he was a pig. Um, I can't remember his name. It's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, my God. I have to Google this. So if you're the magic, you're not willing to give Aaron Gordon and the 15th Donald pick. Donald Sterling. Yeah. <laughs> you're not willing to give us Aaron Gordon and the 15th pick for potentially getting... James Wiseman. Or the mellow ball. Or the mellow ball or Anthony Edwards. We still believe that we can get someone decent at pick 15. And Aaron I don't. Gordon, I don't move him. No, I don't move him. So and you'd like, what about if I... What? And I would be like, and if I'm if I'm Orlando, I'm like, you guys aren't even going to pay him enough to retain him in a couple Count, of years anyway. Yeah. Could we get this trade done if I added in... No, sorry. If you guys keep Gordon. Yeah. Would you be willing to give us Nikola Vucevic and yep. we'll throw in Cody Zeller or Bismack Biombo? Throw, you deal. throw in Biombo and you get Wiseman and then we'll move Vooch. And we'll take Vooch. Yeah, we'll do that. So you want you want James Wiseman and Bismack Biombo yep. and we'll take Vooch yep. and the 15th pick. Yeah. Could we potentially get a future second round? 
Just to sweeten it. How many do we how, how I many? feel like if we're gonna give up Biombo and Wiseman, well, Biombo I need just a little bit more. Biombo's the thing is is you get James Wiseman. Yeah, but we don't know if he's gonna be we don't know where he is, and Biombo just covers us. So we do it without the second pick, do you? Yeah, guess? yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll do it without the second pick, but I'm not giving. I up think that helps anymore. both teams. Yeah, I think the Magic need to try and move on from either Gordon or Vooch. I think personally, it's more Vooch. Yeah, because they've got Isaac. What, what's Vooch's current? What, what, what's Vooch's current contract? I'd have to look it up. Yeah, see, I, I think like I think like Biombo offsets any developmental. Deficiency that Wiseman would have. You can in the use short him as a backup. Yeah, and then, and then you can, or you could just trade him, hold the space to, because then you've got you've got dudes like see Rob how he Harper develops, yeah, Jonathan Isaac, and I think for those guys to develop, they have to move on from Vucevic. Vucevic is obviously probably their best player, but I feel like with the second pick and Andrew Wiggins, <laughs> actually, you might be talking. Do they go after Vooch? Yes. High, high field goal percentage, good rebounding. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, if I'm if I'm Orlando, they probably it, don't do it. It's you know what's crazy? If Lame- all right, Golden is- State take advantage. Like like I love old Golden State. Golden State take advantage of this new rule being applied in the salary cap and get Kevin Durant. I'm no longer a Golden State fan. Mm-hmm. His, his, he leaves, and it looks like they're screwed. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets injured, then they tank. Yeah, I know, right? And now it's like they hold so many aces up their sleeve, right? All right, I'll, I'll do you a deal, okay? We just need to have a what's Golden State's move going I, to be segment. If I'm Orlando, <laughs> I will give you Vooch. Yep. But that second pick has to be Lamelo Ball. Yeah, fine. If Lamelo balls fall to if Lamelo falls to second and they take Wiseman or Edwards first, yep, I'll give you Vooch. We'll take Wiggins. They do it. They make it happen for sure. And yeah. I need Lamelo ball. It's like like Bob Myers would make it happen. And then I'm running Isaac. The and David Bob Schwimmer Myers. of the NBA front office would make <laughs> it happen. Okay, cool. So that's uh, that was the fourth trade. All right, this one's an interesting one. Who am I playing in this role play? It's Jerry Reinsdorf here. Oh, wow. In Chicago. Wow. Jerry, how are you? I'm old. How's the baseball team going? I'm old as shit. How's, how's all your money? I have a lot of money. You do. And I also have a few assets that I'd like to offer you. Okay. Pick up the phone, Elton Brand. Oh. From Philly. Oh. I'll give you Zach Levine. Oh, okay. I'll give you Larry Markinen. Wow. Okay. And the fourth pick. Okay. You got to give me Ben Simmons and the twenty-first pick. I want Ben Simmons. This allows. I'll us need to talk to. I'll need to talk to Glenn, the doctor. Oh, no, we don't call him that in Philly. <laughs> okay, you've had there's time a, to speak to Glenn. There's only one doctor. What did he say? <laughs> he said, <laughs> "When you look at this trade, it's interesting because when I was sort of." Jigging around with it, I thought it? to How myself, is- "This is a re- this looks way lopsided." But Ben Simmons is really, really good when he's healthy. Yeah, and I feel like Lowry Markinen or Wendell Carter needs to go. We're a bit higher on Wendell Carter over in Chicago. We feel like we could move Lowry Markinen. 
You guys can have the fourth pick as well. You could potentially get someone like Danny of Abdiar if he falls there. You mm. could get Wes- Wiseman, Edwards, or Ball if they fall there. Mm. It's not super unlikely, but we need Ben Simmons and we need that 21st pick. Yeah. It's a hard one. Hey, if I'm if I'm Doc, or if I'm Glenn, yeah, I, I want to see if... I want to see if I can get these guys to buy in and I would have a met, I would have like a cutoff date mid season so or something. So this year you're turning that trade down. 2020 I am, but I'm saying let's chat 2021. Okay. Let's chat. Let's, if we take that fourth pick and we the, like him, he's off the table. That's fine. I'll live with that. Okay. So I'm Philly look- doesn't do that trade. You don't do that trade. If you fall. What yeah. I'm looking for at Philly is not, the fourth pick, what I'm looking for at Philly is Levine and Laurie Markinen. Oh, big time. Around Embiid. The fourth pick is a sweetener. Yeah, around Embiid, around Embiid um, in a win now position. Okay. And so it's like, hey, can I, it, like, my, my thing is, is like Ben Simmons needs to take 200 threes yep. by X date. Oh, he hasn't? He's gone. See ya. You can go to Chicago. Yeah, you're uncoachable. Well, like, your potential potential is one thing, mate. But you, like, mm. you know, if you, you got potential, but you're uncoachable. Mm. See you later. All right, next one. Yep. Pick up the phone, Charlotte. Oh, hello. It's Michael Jordan here. <laughs> it's Cleveland. Oh shit. <laughs> we really, really, really hate that we got the fifth pick and we want to move up in the draft. Okay. Cool. You deserve it. I'll take on Nick Batum's. You, you deserve it, you bunch of thugs. <laughs> <laughs> I said slugs. <laughs> Not that that's any better. <laughs> Shout out to John Beeline. Yeah, John Stay B- in college. <laughs> All right. Woe to NBA coaches. All right. So we've got the fifth pick. You got the third. We yep. really want to move up in the draft. Okay. We feel like you guys have, you know, a relatively decent side. And maybe you don't get a lot out of that third pick. Yeah, we're like we, Anthony Edwards. Like, what are we going to do with this guy? LaMelo Ball. What am I going to do with him? I've already got Scary Terry. <laughs> exactly. Scary Terry. Exactly right. He's earning bank. And you don't right need now. Wiseman because you've got Bismarck Biombo and Cody Zeller. Right? Oh, Cody Zeller is my Cody Zeller is my Luke Longley. <laughs> he, re- right. he reminds me of him. And like, you know, we won championships. We won chips. So we really Look it want, up on YouTube. We really want that third pick. Okay. We need someone to build around for the future because it's not working right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can we see. know you got a terrible contract in Nick Batum. We're yep. willing to take that. Yeah. Okay. Do you want Andre Drummond's contract? Yeah. I would swap 100% for that. So Andre yeah. Drummond and the fifth pick go to Charlotte. Yeah. Nick Batum and the third pick go to the Cavs. Yeah. I would do that for sure. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. I think both teams benefit from that. Me too. I I think they're just sort of sidesteps. Nick Batum's contract to, has to be moved. Yeah, I think for Charlotte to be able to do anything. I think I think they're sidesteps that free up, like like the lateral movements that provide mm-hmm. more positive upsides mm-hmm. on both mm-hmm. of them. All right. Andre Drummond is not a fan, like a crowd draw. Yeah. And locking up big salaries like that for the sake of it, when you're not even going to get fans, sucks. All right. Stan Van Gundy. Ring, Ooh. ring. It's Dallas here. I'm hang on, it's me, Stan, and I'm in the Smoothie King Arena. <laughs> getting ready to sell out for my, my Do you boy. have any hair left, Stan? No, only on my lip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Maxi Kleber is he's in a tough spot with us. We have Dwight Powell. We yeah. have Christoph Porzingis. We have Boban. Yeah. 
we have Willie Cauley signed that we're probably going to bring back. Yeah. Maxi Kleber kind of gets lost in there. Yeah. We have that 18th pick as well. Yeah, okay. I'm listening. We really like JJ Reddick. Ooh. Ooh. Would you be willing to take Maxi Kleber in the 18th pick if you gave us JJ Reddick in the 13th pick? Depends on what we're doing with Derek Favors. And if we don't keep him and keep him at a lower amount, then, yeah, we're taking Maxi Kleber. So... Are you going to accept this trade? We need to know now because we want to. We want to get. We want to look at moving. I, I go like I'm Stan, and I'm like, no way. JJ is my locker room guy. So you're saying no. I'm saying no. Okay, because if I'm the Pelicans, I say no as well. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I'm saying yeah, 100 no. He's my locker room guy until we know what's happening with favors. I don't want to add any more bigs. Yeah. When we got fucking. Zion, the whale of the Pelicans. Yeah. Um. All right. Pick up the phone, Washington. Oh, Scotty Brooks here. Scotty Brooks. <laughs> it's Michael Malone. Oh, how's it going? My friend Alex Thomas has real soft spot for you, <laughs> Now we love Michael Porter Jr. We love Gary Harris. We love PJ Dozier. We've seen what he can do in the playoffs. But we really, really want Bradley Beal. Yeah, wow. So I'm willing to offload those three guys and I'll give you a future lottery protected first round pick. I would take it for sure. So you guys I want- think I think this is a really good trade for both teams. Yeah. Um I don't think it works for Denver for what they want long term. Mm-hmm. But I, I think they'd be crazy not to be like that. The way I see it is Denver are, con- are a contending team. They need yeah. to win now, piece. Washington are not going to win shit. But they need picks and they need future people. Exactly. Yeah. Michael Porter Jr. is a guy of the future. Gary Harris is a really good defender. PJ Dozier is a is a future guy. And look, if you guys really needed that pick to be unprotected, we'd be willing to make it unprotected. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you take it. It's, you're mad not to. My criticism of it is, is that I think that they're six to nine months away from Porter really You're probably picking right. up a gear. We're really we're, we're willing to take that chance. Yeah, yeah. And bring Beal in instead. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we I, need we need a third guy with Jokic and Murray. Yeah. I don't know how well Beal fits there and he needs to be better on D than what he is. Um mm-hmm. but you like this trade. Oh yeah, you have to take it. Yeah. You have like to, I said, if you're gonna get Beal, you've got to give up the house and the kids. Yeah, and you know what? Like, Denver can afford to do it. Yep. I got the pieces. All right. Pick up the phone, Portland. It's the Pistons. And I want to talk about Blake Griffin. Big bad Terry here. (laughs) In my funky fucking retro outfits. (laughs) (laughs) That he wears. Can we have CJ McCollum for Blake Griffin? 100%, yes. Yes? Yep. Okay. Because I was, I was actually willing to include the seventh pick. Yeah, you don't need to. For your 16th pick. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to. We'll just do it because broke back for another broke back in a position that we're weak in. That and we Griffin have fits someone, a little bit better. Yeah, that we have. Like, they're weak in the four. Griffin can now shoot threes. I think you bring Gary Trent into the shooting guard position. As yeah, a and then you've got, um, what's his name? That really young guy, the rookie. Um, at, Simons. Yeah, Anthony. Anthony Simons. Yeah. Penny Simons. Yeah. You've got you've got those guys like you you're good in the guard position and yeah you've got that stuff yeah I think it's good. 
Rodney Hood's coming back as well. All right. This is a three-team trade. It involves the Warriors, Team. the Pacers, and the Pelicans. Draymond Green, Draymond Green, and the second pick to the Indiana Pacers. Okay, just keep following. Mm-hmm. Wiggins and a future first-round pick to the Pelicans. Drew Holiday, Miles Turner, and Victor Oladipo to the Warriors. Oh. So Man, the Warriors have so many aces up there. So the Pacers get Draymond Green and the second pick. Yeah. The Pelicans get Andrew Wiggins and a future first round pick. Yeah, which I think is good for them. And the Warriors get Drew Holiday. Yeah. Miles, Miles Turner, Turner and Victor yeah. Oladipo. I it's a win-win for everyone. And I think the only team that doesn't win big here as the Pelicans because they have to take on that contract. Yeah, but... But they get a future first. But, like, Wiggins could be good. Especially, like, you've got Brandon Ingram. He's going to be a first option, like, a second... First or second option. Zion's going to be first or second. Mm-hmm. The chat, like, all the analyst chat is like, oh, Wiggins as a third option would be really good. I don't think Wiggins' style of play suits the Warriors at all. I think what, I, agree. I think what that Pelicans team does and how those players combine, he complements better. I don't think he's like a like I don't think Wiggins is a super complementary piece for any system. He's not like malleable, mm. so he's good if you've got a good um, interior presence. And then what they lacked was that he was the second option on the perimeter, whereas if having Bi on the perimeter gives him the space that he needs to actually be more effective. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's good. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Golden State, it's like perimeter mm-hmm. and then, you know, space, pace and freeze. Yeah. Like, I don't think that suits him at all. Um, but yeah, man, God, it just, if Golden State aren't in the top four in the conference and their injuries aren't an issue, like Clay and Steph are in form, they have severely shit the bed this season mm-hmm. with, with the cards that they had available to mm-hmm. them. I want to go back to this uh, Dallas and New Orleans trade, Kleber for Redick. If Dallas throws in another first-round pick for the future, yeah, for Redick in 13, you can I, take I it. still don't do it. Like, Stan... So you're, like, that high on JJ Redick? It's because they spent so many years together and JJ is that locker room guy for mm-hmm. people. Yeah, I get it. Like, who, who else is going to be that person mm. that Stan has worked with and has that familiarity with him? That's true. Yeah, I get it. If he knew, knew that he had one more and, like, it turns out that he coached, you know, someone else in Orlando or, like, college or something like that, yeah, then I'm like, yeah, I'm making it happen. Cool. But if JJ is my only locker room guy, then I'm keeping him. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got one more trade that I didn't write down. I like these three ways, though. They're bloody hard to get right. Yeah, yeah. I think um, there's going to be a few of these that are going to yeah. surprise us All right. in the next few months. Someone give me Sam Presti's number. I need to make a call. It's Rob Polinka. Mm. All right. Let's go. Need to get off Danny Green's contract. Mm. You guys need a veteran after potentially moving Chris Paul. Yeah. Danny Green's got championship experience. And he, look, it's got three rings. Let's be real. He can play basketball. He shit the bed in the playoffs, but he can play basketball. He was injured. 
We know he can do better. We feel like he can do better. We feel like he could be a good piece for your team. Yeah. I'll give you Kyle Kuzma as well. Okay. And I'll give you a first-round pick this year. All you got to do is re-sign Danilo Gallinari to make the salaries match. You have a deal. Ooh. Ooh. Why do the Lakers want him that much? Why do the Lakers want him? He's yeah. another scoring option, and he's a reliable scoring option. Play three or four? LeBron run the point, and he Probably plays three? Probably play four when they go to AD at the five. And then LeBron at point? Yes. Okay. See, LeBron playing point and actually being listed at point throws out conventional basketball. Like, Big time. Positional matchups. Or you, like, you could even run Gallo as a five if you wanted to go really small. I don't think that works very well, no, but no. it's actually not a terrible option if you have to go down that road. And the thing, the thing for me with Danilo Gallinari is he's not an incredible player. Mm. However, he's the type of guy that you could give, you know, an extra five, six, seven shots a game. He's efficient if, as hell. If LeBron gets injured or AD gets injured, yeah, you could rely on him to step up every night. And even if, even if like you don't win every game, Gallo's pretty durable as well. No, his, his health's been good for the last two years. Yeah. Been a little bit up and down. When he was at the Knicks, it was bad, but the oh, last like Clippers and OKC has been good. So would you do this deal if you're the Thunder? Yeah, I I feel like Gallinari's leaving anyway. Yeah. So I think you need to try and get something for him in a sign and trade. He wants to be a contender. He said that he wants to. Exactly. And we, we need Kyle Kuzma out. Yeah. And you get Danny Green. Danny we Green's don't really want to look as a Lakers fan, I don't really want to see Danny Green go because I feel like he's a solid veteran. Yeah, and he's he's good for the team. He's still good defensively. We can offload that. Yeah, but if pick. you keep if you keep Rondo, yeah, Caruso, KCP, staying. KCP will probably he's going to opt out, but the Lakers will pay him. Yeah. So we want Gallo. Yeah, I think it's a good move. I think it. it I think it's a good move for both. You get another asset in the draft pick. You get Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, who can actually get buckets if he's a higher option. Yeah. So you can have Kuzma at the three or four. I think I think a year with CP3, if CP3 stays there as well, would be would do wonders for him. So you would have your starting five would be potentially Chris Paul. Yep. Shea Jules Alexander. Mm-hmm. You could have Dort at the three. I wouldn't. I'd just have Danny Green. Well, yeah, you could have... Oh, yeah, I forgot Danny Green's in that trade. Yeah. Danny Green. Yep. Kyle Kuzma at the four. Yep. And Steve then you've Adams. got Adams at the five. Yes, that's their that's their worst contract, and I feel like Kuzma is not a great defender. Paying but him what they pay. Also him. have Stephen Adams on the floor. Chris Paul's a good defender. Shea's a good defender. Danny Green's a good defender. It's only one guy that's going to get truly attacked. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's a good trade for both teams. Yeah. I kind of just made that one up on the spot, but no, that's a good one. I like it. I like that's the one move. It's not a huge move, but that's the that's one. That's right, and I think that's something that the Lakers will do. They won't make a mind-blowing move because I don't think there's not enough money out there and they don't have enough assets, but they have the right assets for the right team. For the right team, and that's the Thunder. And the Thunder have something that they need. Not want, need. If they want to go back-to-back, they probably have to make one move, at least. And everyone's like, oh, how many people do the Lakers need? Well, stop that shit because the whole goal of a championship team is to get better. Yeah. The roster changed every year when the Lakers three-peated. It was different every year. Mm-hmm. 
you'll have your core players that remain. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't like. I'd be very surprised. I'd like. I want Dwight, Dwight to stay and resign. We need Dwight to stay. We need KCP to stay. We need Rondo to stay. And then, but I would be getting rid of McGee, Green, and Kuzma. Oh, I, I'd be getting rid of Dion Waiters. There's a lot of people. Yo, I don't think Dion Waiters is going to be staying. Quinn Cook's gone. They've, that frees up a little bit of money. I think they should probably bring Jared Dudley back. Yeah, I think so too. Good locker room presence. Yep, good from time. three. Good defender. He can he can come in and he can give you some minutes, and he gives good minutes when he actually he comes in cold year. and starts knocking down shots. That's yeah. so hard. When to he do. came in this year, and like there was a couple of times where they actually put him in the game in key times because Dwight and McGee and AD were in foul trouble, mm. and it was him and LeBron in the front court. They were great against Dallas. He's done well. They yeah. won. He earned my respect, um, especially this season. With how he conducted always stayed role, ready. Though. Next guy, yeah, he was. He's the time. last man on the bench, but yeah. every time he came in, he did something. And you can see on offense, he's a good connector. When he gets the ball, he's usually looking for the next guy straight away. Mm. Because you probably, ideally, you don't want Jared Dudley being the scoring option. No, but he knows that. He knows his role. So yeah, yeah, good IQ. No, I rate. So you're happy with those trades? You thought those trades were pretty good? Yeah, I like him. For sure. Yeah, I think I think that's a good little scenario. Cool. I like that Lakers and Thunder one. I think that's great for both teams. Mm. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. We're going to keep playing around with it. We're yeah. going to start looking at some like three-team options. I think this season's going to be pretty crazy with three-team options. I, It'll be really interesting as well because as a result of like these multiple or three-plus team deals, we're going to see people get really, really excited and get really bullish on certain teams. And it's these things are just going to fall flat on their face as well. So I can't wait. Like I'm probably, I'm probably going to be one of these people, right? Like I was, I was like, man, the Clippers just look good. Even though I'm like, Pat Bev sucks. (laughs) I I mean, it's it's hard not to buy into the hype of the previous finals MVP though. I get it. Kawhi had a great season, like, like, like postseason. However, Pat Bev sucks. Pat Bev sucks so much. I like, you know what? You know what got me? It was Steve Barmer. I'm fired up. And yeah, just, when I saw him carrying on like that, I'm, I was like, no. I was like, I was like, yeah, man, I love your I love your energy at the games. Let's keep it going. And yeah, it just wasn't doing it. <laughs> Obviously, in reality, it was doing it for me in the moment, but it wasn't gonna be wasn't meant to be in reality. But yeah, I'm gonna get it. I know that I'm gonna get excited at the prospect, and I love. The idea is the same reason where I, why I get high on AD. I'm like, I love AD. And I just want him to live up to his potential. Yeah, I'm going to want these ideas to live up to their potential. And they're probably just going to fall flat on their face and shit the bed in oh so wonderful ways. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. And it's just, I'm so glad that this season we're going to have, at least starting the season, like the top five are the top five. Which has been, which is like the first, and like they're in decent teams. Mm. This is probably the first time in the last three years now. Yeah. So who's your top five? It's at the moment, it's LeBron, AD, Steph, Luca, KD. No Kawhi. Kawhi's out. No, I don't, I, I, no, not after that. No way. Yeah, that's a pretty bad one. Yeah. And not even PG. Oh, maybe, maybe I can find space for a way off. <laughs> Paul George, the side of the backboard's over there. Man. You don't belong here. Wait, that's not Swish. 
Um, that's a bad shot. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kawhi's not in there. Yeah, what, what, like Kawhi had a historic postseason run and he's like phenomenal, but he's an enhancer. He's and a front runner. Enhancers and front runners need a really, really well established team. Which the Clippers were not. And no I think way. He, he learned. He learned. Well, that. the Clippers were SGA and Gallo carving it up. Mm. And Lou Williams to some With degree. With Lou he Will. Had, he, he had a pretty good postseason. In, 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 in that at Golden State series, Lou Will, SGA, and Gallo were playing out of their skin. Mm-hmm. Took two of the three away. It's not the same team yeah, at all. So Toronto literally just traded DeRozan and Jakob Pertl. Mm. There you go. For Kawhi and Danny Green. Yeah, That's another great trade when you... When you think about it, but it look, is look, like any any time San Antonio had to get off him though, and they had to get something. So any any time that you that a trade results in a chip, it's a good trade. Like a lot of people, you'll probably hear people still say that the Lakers gave up too much for AD. I don't want to hear that. It resulted no in a chance. chip. No His chance. first year there, and like Levar Ball, realistically, like it. even even if the big baller, the big baller man called it <laughs> I can't right. Stand that guy. But even if they don't win the chip in you their first year, it's like. Okay, well, they got pretty far, yeah. like in their first year together. While AD is still developing, you don't usually see what happened. Yeah, no, that's crazy when you think about it. And the Lakers had a whole new roster. Yeah, it's crazy. So we've got. So Kawhi's not in your top five. Nah, Kawhi's not in my top five. He's an enhancer. He's a front runner. He Kawhi's, needs that. Kawhi's still in my top five. Who's in your top five? Anthony Davis. Yep. LeBron, of course, obviously. LeBron sexual. <laughs> Giannis. Oh, Giannis. He's gone Giannis. Yeah, I, yeah. I still have to put Giannis Holes. in there. Holes in the game. Kawhi. Yep. And Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant. You just have to edge Steph out of it there. Like And Luca, need to see more. Luca, I just need to see more. Um, but that's not a knock on Luca. It's the fact that these five guys are just still in the league. Yeah, yeah. To me, to like that fifth spot, I'm happy to change it. You could mm-hmm. you could talk me into changing it for Steph. You could talk me into changing it for Luca. You could yeah. talk me into changing it for James Harden. Yeah, I don't rate James Harden. I'm off. I but like you, I agree. Stat but you, machine. You could talk me into it because that fifth spot is well and truly up for grabs. Stat machine. Darren Morey says something like James Harden is the most efficient offensive weapon ever. Blah blah blah. Better than Michael Jordan. So much better if you see the stats. Michael Jordan had how many years? Doug Collins, two. I can't remember. Two or three. Like, like this is the thing with these stats, guys. They're comparing James Harden's totality at Houston to Michael Jordan's entire career, swapping from like leading scorer of the league mm. and mm. MVPs in the most dominant fashion, playing like. The you know like being more ISO ball and ball dominant, to then like going into the triangle and yeah. being more of a team player. There's only one person you should ever, well, I should say two people you should ever mention in the same sentence as Michael Jordan. What you're talking about? Who's better? It's LeBron James and Kobe Bryant. Yeah, James Harden does not belong in that conversation. He's won one MVP. He's never even been to the finals. Actually, no, he has when he was with OKC. Yeah, but he wasn't even. He was, he was the third man. banana. Yeah. Um, well, fourth, really. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Daryl Morey. Just yeah, so like stop, they say that shit. stuff, but like when you like the thing is, is like he's not as efficient or dominant as Jordan in the Doug Collins seasons. No, he's and and the Doug Collins seasons demonstrated that like that the, doesn't win championships. No, like 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 if Pippen doesn't get sick and they get past the Pistons, look, chances are they're going to win. And is he going to get a few titles? You know, he might get two or three, but he's not going to get six without the, the Phil Jackson triangle system, without having Pippen being the point forward and getting his hands on the ball more and making decisions. It all just worked out perfectly. Yeah, like, like it's, it's a perfect sequence of it's events. It's not going to but, but so, so referencing that credit, stat, like, you know, he, Michael Jordan might have had Scottie Pippen and he might have had Phil Jackson. Who cares? He still made the best of it. Yeah. It's but, not his fault. But that, and that's it. But the thing is, is like to say Harden's more efficient, it's just crazy. Harden to me is... Undme is a reflect like Undme's had his best seasons because of Dan Tony. Dan Tony is a regular season coach. Harden is a regular season player. Hitter patter, ISO ball is good for the Half stat line. Move. Is good for the stat line and the man with the ball in his hands, and it's terrible for your teammates. Mm-hmm. And it like it just looks so different. Do you remember last year when it was the second round and? Golden State played Houston and Kevin Durant was injured. Mm-hmm. That was their chance. And Golden State smashed them, like destroyed well, them. I think Houston choked. You think Houston it was a seven game series? Oh, no, this is 2018. Yeah. yeah. So you're talking about 2019. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sorry. I thought you were talking about Not the CP3 hamstring for game seven and then. Yeah, that part was choking. I think, I, you know, in 2018, if Houston had to beat them, and gets another championship. Yeah, for he sure. He still weren't going to beat the Cavs. Yeah. No way. Terrible matchup. No. Um, yeah, Especially with yeah, Kyrie. It was, it was bad. Oh, no, Kyrie wasn't there for 18, but K-Love was still there. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Love was meh, but Bron was on another level in 2018. You've heard me say Yeah, you love 2018 Bron. 2018 Bron is my favorite Bron. Yeah, he my was favorite. still athletic, strong. He was a killer, and he's the near basketball. Like the 40 like point, what was he? Like 40 point. 3% from deep three from 30 plus feet. Yeah, from, from. on like 170-something. I love that. I'm like, yeah, man. The guys IQ is like, oh, I'm And I think that's all time. That's so crazy, though. Like, this season, he was he went off. But, um, yeah, so 2019. Isn't that crazy? Second in, round. In your 17th season, you're 35 years old, and that's someone who knows basketball's favorite version of you. Yeah. That's messed up. I'd, I... I'm just like in awe. I'm like, are you becoming a bronze sexual? I'm getting a bit of a hard on <laughs> for bronze. Do you think, do you, like, I know you're a Michael Jordan guy, yeah, and I'm a LeBron guy, but like, you could you could quite easily talk me into MJ being the guy. Like, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, I have him as one A, one B. I don't really care. It's just a criteria. But shift. do you think? I don't want to get into the goat debate. Yeah, but I just want you to answer straight up. Do you think? There's a world where LeBron can change your mind. Because I understand it's objective. It's subjective. Like, to, to me, it's like it's a criteria thing. So it's like a Do you think if he wins six rings, rings he's a go? I think if it's like if I don't think it's a ring thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's more See, that's a, that's the thing that people always revert to. Yeah, I think for me, for me with like MJ, I know what you're saying. Rings was, are a team accomplishment. Yeah, like for me, it was always like 
MVP, finals MVP, scoring title, defensive player of the year, all NBA mm-hmm. first. Like what the body of LeBron work, did get snubbed one year, unfortunately. The body of work in like a 10-year period, like mm. working for me, it's not gonna be, it'll just be a choice. It'll mm. be like like LeBron's gonna he could arguably potentially do this over like into three decades. Mm. No one will do that. No Probably one will, be, will. No one will be a top five player in three decades. So like you're just gonna be it'll be like um, you know, if you like Charizard or Blastoise in Pokemon, right? Yeah, true. Like it'll that that'll be it for me, it'll be like a oh well for flame Pokemon, I like Charizard. Mm. And for water, I yeah. like Blastoise. Like it'll just be no one's gonna be able to do either. Mm. And it'll almost be like who's your favorite? Bron at this point. MJ, MJ at this point it's going to be you, you're almost going to be choosing like this weird intangible winningness and mm. fucked up competitive mindset that one has mm. that created that versus this unbreakable body mm. that has just like 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 defies all odds mm. accumulates all these stats accumulates all these experiences and is like this like supercomputer that just keeps getting better mm. That, yeah, it, it's interesting. It's it like it's like it's like they're so they're such conflicting, yeah. Like like to me conceptually, they're very different. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it'll just be like a it, it's not it's not it's not something that he'll do. He'll just be wake up one day and it'd be like you know what I just prefer this today. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. More more so than anything, it wouldn't be like he, he's he's already done it. You know what I mean? And he's still doing it. And like just like the more killer, the more like. He's like, say he's three, say LeBron is now three steps ahead of everyone mm. on the court. Like, does he get to five steps ahead? What does that look like? Mm. Like, how lethal is that? How like, much better can this dude get? Yeah, like, it's like his brain and then he can, his body can still execute. Mm. So how much smarter and more cunning does he get? And how is that demonstrated? Like, that's what I'm really interested in with it, so. I think having AD there as well. It enables him it, to. It enables him to transition into a play style that, allows him to preserve his body. He doesn't have to attack the rim as much. Mm. He can become a bit more of an outside shooter. And when he's hot, he is hot. he's one of the better three-point shooters in the, in the league. And From he's, deep. Just like, just don't go near the line he's, and stay back. He's, in and you my will be opinion, in 40-plus percent. The best passer in basketball. Mm. Mm. And he's going to get just keep going on doing very well. Yeah, like he and Jokic are at the top and they're miles away from everyone and there's a big gap between them. Yeah, I mean all time. I think he's the yeah. best passer of all time. Yeah, Magic's had a few pretty crazy ones, eh? Magic is a fantastic passer. I just feel like LeBron is just a touch ahead. LeBron, I reckon it's got to it go, it, For me, it goes further than just getting assists. Like, yeah, it's about being able to make passes it's, it's the, to certain areas. Well, it's the IQ. It's like, I know I'm passing it to here, which it is on their time. strong point. Yeah. It, they're catching it in this position, which is Because Magic Johnson, arguably, yeah, he's got like yeah, he's got some crazy. But things. LeBron hits targets where you just like, what the hell? First of all, how did you hit that? Second of all, how did you see that? Yeah, what the? Like, <laughs> I know it's crazy. But anyway, that's just what I wanted to finish on. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy with that. Uh, me too. That's good. All right, guys. Well, thanks very much for listening. Thank you. That's the uh, Triple Threat NBA podcast wrapping up for another week. Cheers. Just the two of us. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks. Cheers, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Nah, nah, too easy. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we are signing off. Thank you.